Trevor. <laughs> you added a clip from Jurassic Fuck Park. Off. That's when someone uh, when someone drops an absolute banger and uh, no one laughing. and nobody laughs. No. <laughs> I'm just gonna hit him with the. It's our crickets. Yeah. <laughs> Can you go back and do it retroactively, even if we miss it? Because that'd be nice. How? Oh, that's fire. Bill yeah. Bloom thought it was funny. God. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Good. I need to hear myself a little more. Don't we all? Can you just mute everything on mine except for me? Thanks. He <laughs> 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 sounds like a fucking one. villager from Minecraft. <laughs> 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 oh my god. And you take everything from them. And then enslave them and <laughs> buy the, all their shit with the things you stole from them. Yes. Oh I literally went into a village the other day and took their entire wheat supply for the entire village just for me. Nice. And I ate it all. Good. In front of them. <laughs> and one of them went to go to sleep and I took his took bed. His bed. <laughs> <laughs> and then I punched him. Wow, Minecraft sounds like... That make you feel like a disguising badass? Disguising some interesting social... You can learn a lot Problems. about um, communism. You can, you can, yeah, you can sure. learn a lot about someone's uh, psychological standing based on how they play Minecraft. Bruh, in The Sims, uh, I used to just do Sims as two. I used to do the shittiest things just to tr see how fast it would take for child services to come. <laughs> Damn, Andrew! And then you kill child services. <laughs> no, not that far. If you were British, what would your name be? Babish. Bob. <laughs> It might be Marmaduke. I would be Marmaduke. I, want, I got dibs on Paddington. I'll take Penelope. I would play chess and I would use the London opening. Oh my You're God. not going to go straight for Kiera? Oh, shit. You mean Kira? Wait. Is it Kiera? It's is it Kira, Kira, you it's, uncultured swine. I don't really? know that it is. Kira Knightley. Is well, that we, who we're talking about? We can about know. Right now? We have access to the world's information. I've always at our said fingertips. Kira Knightley. It is Kira. I've, seen, I've said Kira Knightley my whole life. Oh my God. Dude, Allison, are you. Are, do it you, is Kira. Do it you is want Kira. How confident are you? I am like 99.999. I'm Dollars? like 100% confident. Oh. <laughs> nope, they already didn't say your name. Hold on. Uh, Wait, are you about I, to just end her whole career? I'm trying. Oh my god. Add. Damn it, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, ads these days are racist. Wow. Wendy's just said the N word twice talking about chicken. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Nothing beats this. <laughs> Please welcome back to the show, Kieran Knightley, everyone. Suck my dick I and heard my Kiera. balls. No, I, he I said heard Kiera. Kiera. He said Kira. If it was Kira, there wouldn't be an E. He'd Wait, hold up. Look, am I trembling? Please welcome back to the show, Kira Knightley, everyone. He literally That's says definitely Kira. Kira. I hear Kira. He well, said Kira, Kira is what you say when you're saying Kira fast. D yeah. Find it slower. <laughs> hey Trevor, find Kira, but slow. I'm not that invested. Oh my god! In yeah, I it's don't think I care enough. That <laughs> we just rocked out. The I E, the I E combination makes the E sound unless there's like unless like there's a, a C. Yeah, and no, in some other exceptions, like, but like it, it's a hard C. Shield and K is also a hard C, basically. No, no. K is the most useless. But then it would be it's, it's no. Kira it wouldn't with change, a soft K. It wouldn't change this the sound. It would change the the order. How do you of the how do you pronounce the name Sierra? <laughs> yeah, but that is a soft C sound. Well, this no, it's a an hard, S. Yeah, it's but a it's, hard S. But if we're arguing C sounds, Sierra is soft. And it's a hard. Kira it's a hard, hard. decent S. What with two hard R's. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Do you say, wait, do you say Kira Knightley with a hard R too? Kira? Oh my God. That's Instead of what? incredibly racist. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I think he expects me to go back in and add a <laughs> to that. <laughs> Don't. Just a little note. I'm talking about my longest lasting I'm not female gonna. celebrity crush. Don't worry, I'm not Don't gonna do it. Don't attack do it. me like that. I'm sorry in advance because I turned Allison's gain up too much and now she's a little bit too loud, but that's you my know, fault. We gotta be ready for that. You're gonna feel realize just how loud you are when you hear it feeding back into your headphones. I can when hear you scream. I can hear myself. I'm not I just, that loud. I don't think you fully comprehend it until you have headphones on. I'm actually a little concerned, and I'm always at the ready to just tear them off. Yeah. Just like when I speak. Scary. Great. Cool. Every, every Happy time. to be here. If I see, like, your jaw muscles clenching, and <laughs> I'm just, like, already reaching up. <laughs> you, you, certain you, topics you want well, to take What do you expect me to do when I just get attacked for the way I pronounce Kira? That's all I have to say. Fucking leave me alone. Should we start our thing now? I guess. Hey, everybody. Hi. Hi. Welcome back to the Panini Press Pop Culture Podcast. Doing a little special episode here today. We're um, we're going to round up the stuff that we listened to in 2020. Uh, a lot of this is going to be stuff that came out in 2020. Some of us will also be sharing um, stuff that we just got really turned on to in 2020 that came out yeah fucking whenever it's Everybody gonna be a long episode because we've done we've done a radiohead extravaganza we've done a gorillas extravaganza we've done an arctic monkeys extravaganza and now we're doing an everything else extravaganza yeah. so Do, uh does everyone want to introduce themselves real quick i'm yeah. Trevor. andrew go andrew go i'm andrew who are you no john, tell me who john, you are go. describe who you are okay in i a am sentence. a sentence i am a <laughs> Dude, fuck! <laughs> we also have a soundboard now. Um, God damn it! <laughs> Hi, I'm John, and I fucking hate. You were supposed to like <laughs> that. Just that, that made it lame. Any, Try it again. Do you have anything else? <laughs> <laughs> just the Jurassic Park sample <laughs> and the bleep. Oh, oh sorry, I hit the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> I do have one other one, but I'm saving it for the right. We also have one uh, other member of the podcast. Who is that? I'm angry. Oh, hi, angry. Hi, angry. I'm dead. Thanks. Fuck. I think we have all of us are going to do like a top three of 2020. Besides that, it's kind of going to be a free for all. We're going to like go around and talk about just shit we really liked. I personally, yeah, yeah. I personally am going to do like my. It's all in order, so I'm going to do like ten through four, and then we're going to do, you know, everyone will do that. Then example: John's third, Allison's third. Andrew's third, my third, yeah. John's second. And we'll also uh, uh, probably, just for us, we're going to listen to one of the songs from each of the records just to kind of, if anyone hasn't heard it maybe or isn't familiar with the record of the band, we can kind of get along with it. That's all going to get cut out, but we will say what song it is so that if you, the listener, want to check it out with us. Listening at home with us. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'll probably just hit shuffle on the album and just be like, hey, That's let's a good see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I like that methodology. And then it's after we cut it out, I can tell the, the listeners what song it ended up being. That'll be fun. This is going to be fun. Yeah. I'm actually, it's going to be really fun. And making this, I like made a Spotify playlist just for the logistical ease of collecting everything. And yeah. like looking at all of the music that either came out in 2020 that I loved or that I discovered in 2020 or like rediscovered or listened to a lot. There's some really, really good music this year. It was a year. great year for yeah, music. Yeah, it was really good. And I, that's nice because I thought 2019 was a little weak. Uh, I thought. Oh, just wait till you hear my I'll just play. This is all 2019. It's like a lot of 2019 <laughs> albums. Okay. I mean, now that you mention it, yeah. 
Like 2019 had really high high moments. Yeah. Like you know, for me, you it had, had a ten. You had my only one of my few tens, which was which Charlie. Were? Charlie. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. You gave that a ten. Yes. Holy shit. One of my favorite albums ever. Yeah, but like you wow. wouldn't go through and have a nine hour playlist from 2019 like you would no. in 2020. No. Like I mean, Andrew and I when we were watching. Um, we were watching uh, Alabama OSU the other night, and we were just kind of going through what we needed to listen to again in preparation for this. And mine was like eight hours. I yeah. had two days to listen to like eight and a half hours. <laughs> My of number music. was higher. Yeah, I had oh, I had twenty five <laughs> albums, and I think I only cu- I only cut out five of those. Oh my God, you guys! I so I listened to twenty albums again <laughs> that I had already listened to multiple times over the course of the year. I didn't re-listen to mine. I'm not a psychopath. Like I've heard I heard them a lot the whole year. That's the point. Yeah, I mean, good for you. I did being it for the, I did it for the ranking. All right, yeah. I, you clearly value this podcast over your other hobbies and. I listen I mean, to music suits. is my hobby. I listen to all, wow. all 14 of the ones I was considering except for uh, spoiler alert gorillas cuz I felt comfortable enough to okay. that one. Yeah. Um did you guys have uh any tens this year? I did. Year? Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. I well, had one. Don't we won't well, spoil I assume it, that was your number one. So that'll be a big probably reveal. It'd be so funny if Anthony Fantano put his number put a 10 at number 2. <laughs> Which he <laughs> you did mean like Pitchfork at number he, 2 is a 10. <laughs> Number one is a five. Didn't, didn't Pitchfork do that with their best albums of the 2010s thing? Yeah, where Kanye they put came Kanye in second. And Frank Ocean at number one, mm-hmm. even though it had gotten like a nine point something. What? Yeah. Yeah. Make it it makes sense. It wasn't even Pitchfork the one that they had end. rated highest. Like Channel Orange got a nine and a half, I think, and Blonde had gotten but, like a nine or something. If it's better, wow. though. If it's better, it should be better. Maybe they just fired that staff writer and were like, uh, disregard his opinion. It's actually the best album of the decade. Yeah, I guess it would be different yeah. people writing those articles, yeah. so that's yeah. fair. True. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Sh- who, sh- who, who should we first? start? Yeah. Um, I can go first with the first. Um, I I can mention the ones that I like discovered, not from 2020, and then I can sure. Just, let's do that. Yeah. yeah. So um, <laughs> the five list. that I was like <laughs> really need to be talked about. Um, even just well, not talked about, but mentioned. Um, I finally listened to Aquemini from Outcast. About um, time. Yeah, I know. Wait, even I have listened to that. Yeah, You've I listened had, to I everything. Had, the only the only Outcast albums I had listened to before last year were Stankonia and Yeah. I just <laughs> So this Fair. year I also listened like this past year I also listened to I re-listened to Stankonia, got finally through uh Speaker Box The Love Below, and then finally listened to Aquemini. Still have two more to go, but Listen to that. Um, listen to Block Party's Silent Alarm. Mm. That album kicks ass. Very good album uh, from 2006, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't write down the years. I should have done that. Um, and then the other three, we have The Universe Made of Darkness from Tesla Boy, who also make an appearance on the uh, 10 through 4 for the 2020. Um, Buena Vista Social Club, self-titled from 1997. And uh, Space Hogs, Resident Alien. You got my attention with that Buena Vista Social Club pick. It's very good. It's a really good one, isn't it? It you know you listen, <laughs> you want to listen to um, human music? Just go Buena yeah, Vista Social Club. Okay, cool. It's pretty cool. It's, I was just thinking I wanted to listen to some. Cuban I mean, well, music you know, um, um, Ibrahim Ferrar. I'm butchering that name, but um, the guy who did Latin Simone, yeah, from Gorillas, he was 
in Buena Vista Social Club. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's the best recommendation. If you just go, hey, gorillas did stuff with them, I'll be like, all yeah. right, I'm on their dick already. Yeah. For sure. And and it was like Ry Cooter's project where he just got Wait, together. Who? Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure his Aww. name is Ry Cooter. That's Buddy. good. Um, I might have that name wrong, but that's what I remember I because don't. I thought it was funny. Um, <laughs> but he, <laughs> he, he got Trevor's gonna abuse that. I we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to take that. If away you don't from use it you. for Cooter, what are you using it for? Right. Though? Like, at the I same time, think, I don't think that qualifies as abuse. But what do I know? <laughs> he, I know he just I, he just got together a bunch of Cuban legends, like obviously <laughs> legends in Cuba, not globally, right, and right. tried to put them on the global scale. And I think Buena Vista Social Club kind of achieved that because you had members of them working with gorillas three years later, four years later, yeah. three years later. It's a good record. Yeah, it's it's a very good record. I was considering recommending it um, for the normal episodes, but I don't yeah. think I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I may recommend cool. uh, Resident Alien, though. I might. By okay. Space Hog. Oh, that's a cool band name. Mm-hmm. Nice, Trevor? Nice. Um, the big one that stands out to me, I actually listened to uh, not too long, like a couple weeks ago, was um, The War on Drugs, uh, Deeper Understanding. Hell yes. Oh, shit. Ooh. It was so, like... Um, Did they win? Wonderfully evocative. The War on mm. Drugs? Uh, it's hard to say. It was a good record, though. It was a very good record. Nice. I don't know if they won. I mean, okay. did the Foo Fighters beat the Foo? I don't know. Or or it's, the ongoing. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's ongoing. It's an ongoing. It's an ongoing. Well, who fight. are, like, who, who who are the they killers if they're not fighting kill? the Foo? Right. Like, who did the killers kill? Yeah, Andrew? it's Jenny. Like, oh. Oh, shit. You're right. Is that the lore? I mean, they do uh, have the murder trilogy uh, um, uh, of uh, Leave the Bourbon Jenny. on the Shelf. Uh, Jenny was a friend Midnight Show and Jenny was a friend Wow, I really was not expecting an actual answer. Yeah, I did not expect an answer. All right. Anything else? This Come to the king. You best not miss. Philosophical question. <laughs> well, we went we went in hard on Radiohead for that extravaganza, and I really developed a love for uh, Amnesiac and King of Limbs. I wouldn't say they were records that I was like constantly going back to, but it was something that like oh, my eyes were kind of open to like these other records by you know a band that I really love. Um, not too many stand out to me, honestly, though. From twenty nineteen. Uh, well, from 2020. Before, things you rediscovered. Oh, no, the stuff, yeah, I discovered oh, in 2020 okay. that was kind of outside oh. that. Um, okay. There's probably a few in there <laughs> I that like, I... Bitch. I was probably a few in there that I just can't think of off the top of my head because I was not keeping track of this at all. I Like, I, I listened to David Bowie's Let's Dance for the first time all the way through. That was super awesome. Um... But I mean, that's a fucking, wow. That's a fucking classic. Yeah. So wow. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not exactly breaking new ground with that one. Um, <laughs> Pretty cliche, Trump. Yeah, we gave Shark Movie a ten. We did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving this random David Bowie album a um, ten. <laughs> wow. Uh, Shark so, Movie is Jaws, by the way. It's just funnier to. Anyway, yeah. what else? Oh, and uh, Tyler Childers' Purgatory. I really like that one. Hmm. That one was really good. And there are a few... I guess I could take this time to mention some songs I like that did not show up on records that I'm going to mention. There aren't a lot of those either, but the one that stands out to me most is um, uh, Sharon Van Etten and Josh Homme teamed up for a cover of... uh, What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? Oh, really good. Nice. Very um, good rendition. Thank you. It's not, yeah. It's a very. If you've heard the Elvis Costello version, it's just like this really charging new wave uh, version of the song. Mm-hmm. And this is a much more low key, spacious, uh, calming affair. And some 
fucking great vocal performances from the two of them. Um, uh, Tyler Childers put out a song called Long Violent History that blew my balls off. Um, the Black Lips put out a record called Sing in a World That's Falling Apart, and there's a track on there called Rumbler that I really loved. Uh, and, ooh, this is one that I know we all love, but none of us can put it on there. Or maybe you will anyway, I don't know. The the rules are pretty loose. Yeah. There's a record called um, uh, Last Year Was Weird Volume 2. It's just an EP, but it's by uh, an Australian artist named TK Maidza. I could literally nice. pick any song on that record, on that EP, to put on here, but I ended up going with Shook. Um, yeah. Because it's yeah, just, it's so, just a banger. So good. It's a relentless banger, undeniable banger that yeah. I was all about. John, go ahead. I would go 24K on TK Maidza. Uh, yeah, I you, would, it would probably be between PB Jam and 24K for yeah, me. They're, they're all. Shook is great, but like, it's on my gym playlist, so it's like, I'm so sick of it by now. <laughs> <laughs> but like Trevor said, it's it's all. Yeah. It's all yeah. mind blowing. Yeah. yeah. Um, man, wow. Um, that's definitely the top of my honorable mentions from from outside 2020 is the TK Mides uh, last year was weird volume two um, project. I listened to it nonstop. Just when I thought I was getting tired of it, I would listen to it again and go, what? No, I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not tired of it. Why did I think that? Um, uh, yeah. Holy crap. Uh, a big one was uh, Caroline Polachek. Um, mm. The Pang. thank you Pang mm. album, which was like October of 2019 ish. Um, yeah, that's on my list too. And God, I mean, it's she's like a spiritual uh, ancestor. What's the word? Incest. Spiritual incest of Image and Heap, where she's got like really fantastic melodies, really fantastic songwriting, uh, and then the production is, um, it's it's minimal in a way that's just very appealing, um, and just highlights her voice. The song, uh, ah, where is it? Uh, Look at me now is my favorite melody of any song I've listened to this year. Um, highly recommend that. Um, listen to a bunch of Rosalia. Uh, the song I have on the playlist is "Yo uh, Portiti Tu Por Mi." Just a bunch of that. I don't speak Spanish, but I like how how it sounds. Um, That's the problem I had with Buena Vista Social Club. Is like I want to like I can sing like uh, <laughs> like Chan Chan. Yeah. The opening track, but I, I don't know what the words are. Right, yeah. so. <laughs> During the chorus, like, it's a great melody. Yeah. I just don't know what the fuck they're saying. Um, yep. Yeah, I listened to so much Rosalia. Um, she apparently, like, she's basically carrying her entire genre on her back uh, right now, which is cool. Respect. Um, yeah, seriously. And her voice is, oh my God. <laughs> like, it's so traditional. It's hot. Because I don't know if Dan might have told me this, but she was like traditionally. No, that's not the word I'm looking for. Her background is in like traditional Spanish music. Yeah. So like you it comes out a lot in her her albums and her songs. And yeah, stuff. Spanish so as cool. in literally Spain, literally Spain not yes. the language. No, no. And yeah, so like flamenco yes. kind of stuff is kind of what she's rapping. Yes. That's rad. It's super rad and it's really good. Um uh El Malcarer is like the album I'd recommend. But um so good. During the Radiohead Extravaganza preparation phase, um, I found a lot of things that I enjoyed. Um that I really hadn't given a chance before. turns out I'm the worst music listener on the planet because I love OK Computer just more than most albums. And yet my small, minuscule brain is like, yeah, I should, you know, not listen to anything else by this band. Well, what if it's not as good? You yeah. don't want to be well, let down. <laughs> that might even partially be the mindset. But um, I kind of have that mindset, honestly, yeah. where I'm like, like I like I loved that War on Drugs record, and I'm dragging my feet to even go back to it because I'm like, what if I like it less than I did the first time? <laughs> 
Um, I but, mean, if you want to listen to them, but not go back to that one, just in case, you could do Lost in the Dream. I'll try that. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. You know, you're good. Uh, in Rainbows. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. <laughs> need to give John some space. Bruh. In Rainbows. <laughs> in Rainbows! Oh I think I... <laughs> Again. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the thing is, like, it's so frustrating that, it, like, if it if it had just a little bit more of a cohesive, like, concept or something, it might even be better than, than OK Computer. I, I'm not even yeah. shy in saying that. Like, it's it's really fucking amazing. Um, and I've been listening to it nonstop. We've um, had, we have had an extensive conversation about this record over on our yeah. Radio Head Extravaganza, but I mean, I could talk about this record. I would, I would any, love to talk about it. At any point for hours. Most, so. most accessible Radiohead song other than like fucking Creep or Karma Police is probably on this record. Um, um, all I need. All I need. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. really nice, really minimal. And it's like, it feels like, like 2021 modern production in it terms does. of the subtlety and mm-hmm. the taste in selecting sounds so that song everything else that's yeah that's my uh it's a 10 out of 10 thing. uh it's actually it, we were lying this is actually radiohead extravaganza part three we're back baby talk about it again <laughs> <laughs> no 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 okay we should uh, not we should move on all Allison, right Allison, talk to us all right well as i'm sure you all predicted um i'm taking care of the pop branch of this conversation oh yeah so, excuse me, I have three pop records yeah, in my top 10. All of mine are I have, pop. I have three Trevor, in my top three. All of them. <laughs> all, like, <laughs> actually, that's a lie. One is not, but it's also like. But uh, also it is. It, well, mm. <laughs> it sounds like that's. <laughs> so, so if any of our listeners are interested in any just sweet, wholesome bubblegum pop that will make you come all over your dashboard in your car when you're driving down the highway at midnight. That's exactly what I think of when I think of bubblegum. That is pop. what I want. Yes. Y- yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, do I have the answers for you? So these are all albums that some of which I actually did discover in 20, uh, 2020 and some of which I just listened to a shit ton in 2020 because I started listening to them late 2019. So number one, if you have not listened to three by banks, you need to listen to it. Oh, I haven't. I'm going to add it to my playlist. Because it is Maybe my favorite album ever? ever? Wow. Maybe? <clears throat> Maybe. It's definitely top five. Um, I discovered Banks when I was in New York City for school. Um, but it was a different album because this one hadn't come out yet. And I remember I like listened to it so much. And then like immediately after sort of I got off that high of the of the, the other album is called The Altar, which is also very good. It's the second album that she's ever released. Um, and right after I was like coming down from that high three was released and it was just like just a hit of Lovely. the drug that I was already addicted to. And it felt great. Do you describe um, the music a little bit? Yeah. It? So it's it's uh, it definitely is more like experimental um, pop. So like in terms of production, it's going to be a little more a um, little more harsh, a little more kind of gaudy. Um, definitely has similarities to like Caroline Polachek. Um if that's something you're yeah. interested in. Um, so that one's great. Also, she's a really good songwriter <clears throat> and her voice is, I, it's different, but it's really good. <clears throat> Sorry, who? I'm talking about Banks. Banks. Oh yeah. I'll second that. Banks yeah. is cool. Um, okay. Number two was paying by Carolyn Polachek. Um, 
Number three is uh, Sunshine Kitty by Tovlo, which I was never a huge fan of Tovlo, but this album is like weird, but in a good way. And it's got some really good like pop bangers. So I've heard her uh, record Blue Lips, Lady Woodface, too. Uh, yes. Which is the one with uh, uh, disco tits on it. Which Correct. I, fucking, I, I love that song. Good yes. song names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, My sister said- sent the song Bikini Porn, um, which is a really, you know, audacious title. Yeah. Uh, but it's a great song. It's a really good pop yeah. song. Tovo's really embraced sort of the female sexuality lane, which, nice. you know, we love is hit or miss. But we, we love that here. <laughs> but <laughs> it's hit or miss. Hey, you the know, I'm all about that. Her music speaks for itself. So listen to Sunshine Kitty. It's good. Um, nice. Another one is Saves the World by Muna, who I also listen to too much. It's like sad girl pop rock. Um, if you like Haim, you would like Muna. Um, they're kind of like Haim and like Carly Rae Jepsen had a child. It's like definitely so you, it's definitely rock, but it's also definitely pop took rock. took a syllable from Kiera and put it into Haim. What are you talking about? Haim. Haim? <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't, what? Care. we're going backwards, people <sighs> keep going. Referential humor is hard, right? Everyone's got to get it. Sure. Q Muna, Jeff. Muna is kind of like the 1975, no. but if the 1975 were all women and they were all gay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. 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 Um, yeah. So that's stuff that I discovered and tw- or discovered or listened to so much that I didn't have time to do anything else in 2020 and it's all pop because i'm predictable yep great we love uh, some consistency thank and you i prefer consistency over predictability uh as a descriptor for you yeah so um <clears throat> i have nothing if it's not a loving consistent. it's a loving community here great i'm glad we try it's we try. Kira. yeah <laughs> uh so yeah, do we want to get into honorable mentions in 2020? Honorable mentions 2020 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i mean yeah for for me it's like i i did the ranking of top 10 but go ahead so this is your you 10 through seven yes. honorable 10 mentions four. Yes. andrew's gonna do his 10 through four. um so number 10 i had post animals forward motion Goddessy. um number nine we had tesla boys I'm going to butcher this because it's all in Russian. Uh, Andropov? <laughs> yeah. Andropov. Was Tesla Boys the one you were playing while I was making pancakes was. this DJ morning? Funky and it, Good Times? And, and I was like, this sounds like a European <laughs> DJ from 2005 like, with joke. like swim goggles on his glasses. Oh, and he's DJ Funky Good Times. No. Yeah, that's Tesla Boy. It's fun, actually. It's, it's really fun. They, they put out a very, very good album back in May of 2020, I think. Um, number eight, we have Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist, Alfredo. Uh up for rap album of the year at the Grammys, and I think it's the only one that actually deserves it. Wow. Was, um, it, a, was it a weak year for rap, you think, or did they just nominate They badly? just nominated terribly. Yeah, because I have... <laughs> they always do that. I, I'm, not yeah. trying to, I'm not trying to like show off or flex my diversity or anything, but I do have a rap album on my playlist. So I have... I have black cool. friends. Yeah. <laughs> I have, I have a black acquaintance. <laughs> um, number seven, we have Gorilla's Song Machine Season 1, Strange Times. Wow. Nice. Um, I suspect that'll be appearing on a couple... List. Yeah, your top yeah. six is going to be fire if that's seven. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I actually, mm-hmm. um, those are the ones that I gave. You know, I give ratings as well. Um, those were the top four eights out of ten. Oh, oh okay. Um, so all of those got eights. Trying to keep the number um, straight here. Now we're in nine territory. <laughs> the top four eights is number seven. So these are going to be nine. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's confusing, but <laughs> just, ten just, through <laughs> ten through 
10 through 7 all got 8 out of 10. It's okay. It can't be yes. as confusing as Wedge's visual chart of the flow of yeah, a concert's I, energy. I don't know if you listened to it. <laughs> yeah. You brought a visual aid to an audio podcast. Did anyone take a picture of it? No. no. I don't know if, I don't know if any, any of you have listened to it, but I cut literally yeah. all of that out. <laughs> it's okay. I felt so bad. I Wedge was trying. I could tell he, he was, was trying. trying I'm like, this is fucking bit. stupid. What's even better is I think he was very wrong. So do I. Oh, the chart yeah. was wrong, too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but anyway, um, top six. And then top six, we have uh, at six, Fiona Apple Fetch the Bolt Cutters, which I I totally forgot about. It completely fell off after I first listened to it. And I was like, this is back in April of 2020. I was like, this is amazing. And then I just didn't listen to it again. And then two days ago, I was like, I should re-listen to that and see if it still holds up. And then I started crying during newspaper <laughs> because... The whole thing is just so overwhelmingly good that, you know, I just broke down. Is um, it, wow. yeah, oh, yeah, that was um, that came out on a stacked fucking week too. Yep. That was that Rina Sawayama and Perfume Genius all the same. I think Thundercat as well. And oh Thundercat, yeah. So that mm-hmm. was a fucking stacked week. Uh, Speaking of Thundercat, Thundercat's number five. Hell yeah! It number is what five. it is. Um, it is what it be. What I, it is is number five. It it stayed more with me than vegetable cutters that's the only reason we're getting into ticky tack as to you know why it Tiki-tack. is ranked <laughs> where a, it is but is um <laughs> number four is run the jewels four mm. yes for the for the joke but also <laughs> because it kicks ass it's fucking good, good. <laughs> yeah it's an amazing and i have never actually liked anything from run the jewels prior to four but listening to run the jewels four you know, when it first came out and over and over again in just the shit mess that was 2020. Goddamn. Yeah. Goddamn. And I, then, I normally like despise when records get into very specific political messages. Um, but I feel like they actually did a really good job mm-hmm. with some of their political messaging. There, there were a couple points where it was like a little preachy and I was like, eh. But like for the most part, I thought it was a really strong delivery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that redeemed it. Yeah, and then I'll say like if the, the music's three. good enough. Yeah, right. <laughs> Holy shit! And that that was my issue with Run the Jewels earlier stuff is a lot of it sounded the same to me. There there wasn't a lot of you know differentiating qualities in the beats. Yeah. But four is just all over the fucking place. Yeah. It it has a unique sound to Run the Jewels, but it's all different. Yeah. You know it it's it it's cohesive, but it's different enough. Cool. And then we'll Love save it. the top three. Yeah, Trevor. So I have I have two records in my top in my ten through four that overlap with yours. Really quickly though, I just want to sneak in these honorable mentions for the honorable mentions. Um, <laughs> I have uh, Bastion Keb's "The Killing of Eugene Peeps," which is a weird album that yes, I really enjoyed. Uh, the Strokes' is "The New Abnormal." Uh, Perfume Genius set my heart on fire immediately, and Fiona Apple's "Fetch the Bolt Cutters," both of which I. It broke my fucking heart to leave off the list, but I just couldn't. Fair couldn't enough. justify them above. Uh, at number 10, we have Rina Sawayama's Sawayama, which is this uh, crazily eclectic fusion of a lot of early 2000s influences from like Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera type pop, schoolgirl pop kind of, and like new metal at points on songs like shut the fuck up and even little bits of excess but then you get like <laughs> on paradise in it almost sounds like j-pop can you at can you that's in my top three 
So maybe okay, I'll... let's hold the conversation <laughs> Ooh, on that one. I did one. not expect that. Yeah. Well, wow. <laughs> don't uh, say everything trevor okay sorry sorry uh and number nine uh charlie xcx is back just a year after uh dropping uh one of my favorite records ever she comes back with how i'm feeling yeah now. you want to hold off on that one a little yeah, too nice. yeah. god damn it okay god, it's like we I all mean, like I, the same music weird much explanation for the for the 10 through 10 through 4. Yeah, I'm going to keep it minimal. I'm not going to go. Okay, here's it. Here's one. Sufjan Stevens, The Ascension is at number eight. That's one of my honorable mentions. Yeah. So it's some lovely art pop with some surprisingly glitchy moments at points. It's so nice. I I heard it in a car once and I literally have not listened to it since then and I want to listen to it more. I should have given it more of a chance. It's one of those records that there are points where you might feel like it's repeating itself and it kind of keeps this wispy, airy, like aerated um like tone to it but then it builds to something and it fucking nails the payoff every time not a song like um tell me you love me has this incredible like conclusion little past the three minute mark um and number seven i have uh, the last concert i went to is actually uh dan deacon with his record mystic familiar amazing live show I cannot recommend going to see this guy live enough. It was so much fucking fun. But the record, my arms is are these, still sore. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell if it was Arm Day today or if it was the Dan Deacon concert. Oh, true, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it was Arm Day today. <laughs> it was. Yeah. So anyway. So anyway. <laughs> shut the fuck up. And um, th- yeah, it's just these massive, gargantuan synth odysseys that are really well constructed and satisfying and lovely. Some really. Good workout music on there, I would say. Uh, and number six, this was the one I, rec- I referenced earlier as having jumped in the last hour, uh, Dua Lipa's Future Nostalgia. I'm going to go ahead and not say anything about yeah. it. <laughs> See, that's one that fell off for me. Not because that would have been in my honorable mentions yeah. as the same, like, broke my heart to cut it out. Yeah. But yeah. Um, We'll, we'll get into that one. Oh, yeah. we'll, we will. At number five, uh, we have Run the Jewels with Run the Jewels 4. Nice. I did also want to put it at four, four but <laughs> I, I couldn't justify Do everything it. for the bit. You got to so, commit. It's some. It's got attitude. It reminds me of like punk rock almost. Yep. And I pitched it. One of my managers at work um, is a big like punk rock guy, and he's trying to get into hip hop. And I, he didn't know Run the Jewels, and I mentioned it as like, it's not punk rock and sound but the attitude is there and the the beats hit so hard uh and the instrumentation has like a wonderful variety to it there's some great features mavis staples um zach de la rocha two chains had a good had a good feature yeah on that th- one. there's no weak two chains? there are there <laughs> two are chains. no weak tracks and i don't think it's yeah. fucking great yep. um and at number four it's uh gorillas song machine season one strange times um do I need to hold off on this one? Uh, I mean, you can give it a little, a little. Okay, a little blurb. Um, it's kind of. It feels like this one is almost being graded on a curve because it was basically a bunch of singles compiled together into a record. Um, that said, it's a fucking great record. Yep. So you know, uh, Damon kind of, kind of played his hand well on that one, and uh, there's no really weak songs there are a few songs i like less than it i'm not super crazy about uh chalk tower tablets uh chalk tablet towers What's yeah that chalk one tower the same vincent the feature the same vincent one, vincent one yeah. yeah it's okay i the only reason it wasn't higher for me was um 
Friday 13th and with Octavian? Yeah, I did not oh, like it. And then what was nice. the one after it? Dead Butterflies. Dead Butterflies. Didn't yeah. like that. That song either. sucks. Um, <laughs> but when I when I re-listened to it, I was like the lost chord hit way harder than it did the first time. Oh, it's good. Dude, like, the video almost remember. made me cry. I still haven't watched yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, how did they put that sad not really really sad but moody of a song on like track three of it yeah we'll get let's get to let's get to the album later yeah Yeah, anyway uh so (laughs) those are my 10 through four uh hell yeah i didn't order anything outside of my top three because that's um, fine for me music is a mess and my life is chaos so um (laughs) we love it yeah i really 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 enjoyed the bombay bicycle album that came out earlier this year uh it was like six years since they last put out something and they were one of my my favorite bands in high school so i was like okay i'm worried you know (laughs) Uh, but it was really good. Uh, Everything Else Has Gone Wrong is a fantastic song. Um, what's the name of the album? Shit! I got you. Is that that had... Ah, um, Everything Else Has Gone Wrong is the name of the album. Cool. Um, that, also, that also had a Eat, Sleep, Wake, Nothing, nothing but, but You. Yeah, yeah that I one. fucking love I think that the name track. of the song is Nothing But You. Uh, oh, wait, no, it's called Eat, Sleep, Wake, parentheses, Nothing But You. Anyway, uh, Jacob Collier um, is one of my least favorite uh, personas in music. He's incredibly pretentious at all times and is capable of making music that is brilliant and sounds bad. However, um, it's an achievement, honestly. Yeah, I mean, that alone gets you on the list for me. I think it's Collier, God. by the way. See, I just pronounced it as pretentiously as possible. <laughs> just to um, be. He just probably to says cool. It was, it was so, thematic. You know. It was the thing. Jacob Collier. Yeah, um, exactly. But he he actually had some like grounding features on some of his um, projects on uh, I think it's pronounced JC Volume Three, um, Time Alone with You with Daniel Caesar, fantastic. Uh, All I Need with Mahalia and um, or Mahalia, 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 I think, um, and Ty Dolla Sign uh, is like it, genuinely All I Need the song by Jacob Collier um, is actually a 10 i was just like i don't like most of his stuff this song's genuinely a 10 though i was like kind of pissed and astonished um so i didn't stop listening to that uh let me see coin put out a pretty good single you are the traffic it's really good uh dua lipa's future nostalgia i listened to a whole lot it did it um it did fall off except for a few select like power bangers um there's something i don't know it's really, really nice. It sounds amazing. It's a really good um, like 80s pop recap thing, but we'll talk about it more, I assume. Um, oh, yeah. um, what else am I looking at? Oh, <laughs> so Chai was a feature on um, the Gorillaz record th- yeah. this year, and obviously I'm on anyone's dick that collabs with Gorillaz, so I went back and listened to some Chai, and um, they're good. Uh, K-pop. I, I, I do like the song Donuts Mind if I do oh, it's a great. whole lot. It's fucking great. It's really fun. Um John's a weeb. I'm not. I'm a little bit. Um, <laughs> Carly Rae Jepsen put out uh, a like a side B kind of thing yeah. for a dedicated, dedicated side B. It was the um, rejects, which are better than most pop yeah. songs to begin with. I wish my rejects could sound like that. Yeah. Um, and it's really good. Um, also, uh, Andrew might. Andrew, wait. You neglected to mention this. You're you're a fool. Um. You're a bad person. Andrew is shocked. Andrew, I'm disgusted by you. Um, well, I you don't forgot know to mention. Um, uh, there's a there's a group called Dunka Dunka. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go flagellate myself. Um, probably until I'm dead. What does that word dead. mean? You fucking. You get a fucking. Uh,
Um, I was looking at Trevor yeah. just like going like this, Ready. waiting for it. And you beat yourself with it. it it's it's a whip. Okay, uh, like um, it's, you know, it's like you're, you whip yourself. So yeah. Dunka Dunka, but it is, has like five whips attached to it, and you just yeah, it's and like it rips off the Da Vinci Code. It's basically what they. Did. It's basically yeah. you know what they used on Jesus. On Jesus, right? Yes. Um, so Dunka Dunka Jesus. Very similar. <laughs> Very si- that's a good segue back to Dunka. Um, so they're like a, it's like halfway between like 80s pop and uh, comedy pop, sort of synth pop. Um, and it's funny because you'll listen to the record and you'll be like kind of laughing. It's kind of doesn't take itself too seriously. And then they'll hit you with like Badlands or November 68. And you're like, why the fuck am I crying so hard? <laughs> like, and there's actually some like really great songs. And it was really fun because whenever an, like a friend puts out um, music, so friend of the pod, Landon Pate is one of the front men of this um, as well as Michael Simpson and, and Ben and Tommy. Um, but whenever a friend puts out music, you go, Oh God, I hope it's at least decent. So you don't have to lie. I, I, yeah. I don't want to lie to my friend's face and go, I loved it. And I didn't have to. It was really nice. I was like, Badlands is like on three of my playlists. So nice. Dunka, uh, meet the press. You've met Dunka Violet? I've met Dunka. He's my GM <laughs> <laughs> or DM in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway, that's my honorable mentions. Allison hit us with it. I don't have too many honorable mentions. That's and probably good. Um, most of them, I have three actually. Okay. Um, one is the Ascension by Sufjan Stevens. Nice, nice. Um, mm. which I think is an amazing record. It's and so when I good. first started listening to it, I was very unsure because I remember you were the one that was like, "Hey, it's like kind of different than what he'd done in the past." It's more electronic. Based. Yeah, and like I had listened to some Sufjan before, but it's much more like. I said this so many times, but I'm going to say it again. Someone described him once <laughs> oh. as the smoke of an extinguished, unscented candle. His voice has that kind and of... Yeah. That's yeah. not necessarily a bad thing, but it gives you a very good idea of what you're getting yourself into when you listen to old Sufjan Stevens, which is pretty much just like folk, but weird. Um, but Go this album... Yeah, that's also a good record. I haven't yeah. finished I mean, I'm not saying long, they're, but they're bad, but Go like... Go listen to Christmas Unicorn. <laughs> yes, just the song Christmas Unicorn. Just the song Unicorn. Christmas Unicorn. Okay. Go anyway. listen to Tanya Harding. Okay, okay. Anyway... <laughs> Oh, also, while you're at it, listen to the two songs from the Call Me By Your Name soundtrack. You, listen to Carrie you think Lowell I haven't well. done that? Well, I'm saying that to everyone. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Call Me Sufjan. It's the name of I the... I mean, Sufjan's so, kind of a cool name, though. Call Me it By is. Your... Oh, God. Jesus. Who gave him that? Florida. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, so the Ascension is yes. Um, it definitely has, like, the roots in very, like, storyteller folk and, like, weird, quirky lyricism. Um, but... Quirky. It's pretty pretty fucking quirky. It's quirky. It's pretty yeah. quirky. Um, but a, he, he references shitting his pants on one song. <laughs> That's Does gamer. He? Yeah, he's just baller. Like, Shit my pants and piss the bed or something like Fuck that. Yes. Sufjan is a gamer. That's hard as hell. I don't remember. It's the track after <laughs> Die Happy. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, but yes, the album. If you if you like uh, Bonnie Bear twenty to a million, you will like this album. Uh, um, because it, in terms of like production and sort of like electronic experimentation, it's kind of in the same lane, although the Ascension is much more, um, or it's like much less gritty in the same ways that yeah. Bonnie Bears is. There was, um, uh, the song landslide is probably my favorite on here. Yeah. Oh, actually, no, sorry. I lied. The song America is probably my favorite on here, even though it's 13 fucking minutes <laughs> long. 
Um, the album the is Christmas long. Unicorn. It is long, so yeah. it's like you have to kind of strap yourself in. I could have probably cut one or two songs from it. I that mean, yeah. might have been what kept it from placing a little higher for me. But yeah, it's yeah. a it's a great. But I think it's record. great. I also the album art, like I want it either like stained glass mm-hmm. or like so, like hanging as like a tapestry above my bed. It's just very pleasing. Yeah, mm-hmm. the album is just very pleasing. You know. We are pleased. We're pleased. Uh, another one of my honorable mentions is How I'm Feeling Now, Charlie XCX. Um, it's great. I don't know how much we have to hash out about that one. Are we punting this one? Do we have to? I mean, I, I don't know. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. Another one. We were talking about Rosalia and other um, Spanish-speaking artists, but I want to give a shout out to Christine and the Queens, who is a French pop artist who mm. collaborated with Charlie XCX um, on not Dawn? on How I'm Feeling Now, but- I'm yeah, gone, it's on. Right? She yeah. she sings on Gone, which I love that song. But she released an EP this year that's called La Vita Nuova, I think is how you say it. I'm assuming it's, that's it's, the new life. Yes, Sounds it's like, like it four. That. It's like five songs, and they're all really great. So hell yeah, yeah. I'll check that out. Yeah, I like Christine and the Queen, so I should probably. It's yeah. a good project. Yeah, it's good. So is that it? Yeah. Does anyone have anything? This is probably a good time to ask this. That you missed anything that you didn't get around to listening to. For me, Sufjan was one of them. Yeah. Um, I also really want to listen to Dan Deacon. I'm a bad friend for not listening to Dan Deacon because Trevor said specifically, this is also, re- so Trevor recommended um, the TK Maidza project um, last year was through volume two and I loved the shit out of it. It's a 10. And he, then he recommended Dan Deacon and he was like, John, you specifically will really like this Dan Deacon project. And I was like, okay, and never listened to it. You won't like it as much as TK Mindset. I just want to temper your okay. expectations there, but okay. I mean, I think you will like I it. I mean, it's like big synth pop. Like that's yeah. who I am. Yeah. So other than that, though, I, I don't know. I it's synth pop. I'm adding it. To yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I don't know if I missed anything. I, th- I <laughs> Andrew, you listen to yeah, everything. I try not to. I try not to miss things. I, I listen to literally. Everything. I only. I missed. Um. Uh. What, what did? You, what was the one you said? Not Christine and the Queens. Well, I did miss that one. Tovlo. Uh, oh, Tovlo. I missed that one. That one came out in 2019. I else. stayed away from the Killers and from Fleet Foxes for some fucking reason. I don't know. The why. Killers put out one good song. Did they? In an album. Damn. Did you listen to that album? Like 20 times. I will fight you. Okay. Wow. We can do that uh, at the end. Here we yeah. go. Guys, it's going down for real. Plot twist. It's my number one album. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. No, nah, th- there, there are some, there are more than, I should be fair and say there are more than one good song in the album. No. There was only one song that like really stood out though. Um, so I, oh, what the fuck? Did anyone listen to Waxahachi? Yes. No. Nope. It's pretty good. It was pretty good. I, uh, yeah, it wasn't anything. I only listened to it once, and it was kind of passively. Yeah. So I might need to go back to it. But yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I did a pretty good job yeah. in terms of staying on top of stuff this year. Yeah, me too. Uh, Caution is the song by the Killers that yes. really. I mean, okay, no one. I'm looking at it. There's more. Imploding the Mirage is good. Fire and Bone is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, My own soul's warning is good. No, that's a pretty good record. I think it was actually yep. better than um, Battleborn. Um, I mean. Battleborn is my least favorite yeah, Killers album. It's not so. very good. <laughs> no. It has moments, but is that well, where everyone they, has moments. Is that where they crossed the too much Springsteen line? Or have they just been doing that constantly for their No, I think that is where they crossed the yeah. line. Because remember, Day and Age was nowhere near Springsteen. I remember hearing Runaways and being like, What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, seriously. You should listen to the title track from that album. It is very Springsteen and I love every second of it. They've never gone more Springsteen than Land of the Free, though. 
That's true. <laughs> Just from the title, I yeah. know you're right. Um, do we want to jump into uh, the the big the big hitters? Yeah, the big hitters. Andrew, Let's do it. start okay. with your number. Th- your number, number three. three. Oh, real quick, before Andrew goes, listener, uh, we have an audio message feature. Um, if you go to our page on Anchor.fm/slash PPPCP, uh, you can send us an audio message. Give us your top three from 2020, um, and maybe we'll include it. But we probably won't because uh, everyone has shitty taste but me. And are probably going to troll. Okay. Um, so number three, we have uh, the... You want to talk... People have constantly brought up sophomore slumps and everything. And you want to talk about artists who didn't have a sophomore slump. Sophomore slope, baby. Phoebe Bridgers. Baby. I was Punisher. waiting I knew for it. it. I, I remember when <laughs> on, uh, Stranger in the Alps came out. And I, it took me two months to get around to it, but, um, Jack Van Cleef, um, if any of you guys, friend of the pod, friend Friend of the the pod, pod. we can consider him friend of the pod. Look up his, uh, John for, uh, EP. EP. It's really good. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, so he put me onto her and I remember listening to it in my college apartment, student apartment and sobbing, um, (laughs) because it was, just so emotionally driven. And then um, that following February when I was in New York, uh, I got to see her at Music Hall of Williamsburg. And I got to meet her after the show because she was just, you know, no one knew about it or no one cared um, because everyone else left. And I remember I went with um, Basil. Basil. What's Basil's last name? Burnett. Basil Mm -hmm. Burnett. That's and one of those shows right where like people just kind of hang out afterwards, right? And, like the artist just comes out. Like that happened See? at Soccer Mommy. I was just, I'm just gonna hang out. And yeah, and Soccer after. Mommy opened for Phoebe yeah. Bridgers at that show. So I remember you nice. you were mentioning you just kind of casually mentioned the fact that just like yeah, someone was talking to uh, Soccer Mommy when I was there, but I didn't have to- I didn't get to talk to her because I was talking to Phoebe Bridgers, and uh, like you just yeah. said it so <laughs> casually. Yeah. yeah, like she's just a great person. Um, really. And I don't know why people left that show. The only people who stuck around, actually, and I should have actually talked to them because yeah. I was just, you know. Yeah. But uh, the people that stuck around were the programming team from Superfly, where I was interning at the time. And I was like, I know all of you people. I should say hi. And I didn't because I am an awkward person. Come on, Andrew. Networking, um, baby. <laughs> you got to sell your soul. Climb that corporate ladder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Kill me. But the first time I listened to Punisher... Um, it was right before me and my mom went to visit my brother in Idaho, and I had to fight from playing it in the car because I didn't want my mom to think I was severely depressed. Um, I'm sure but, she knows. Oh, she knows. She pays my medical bills. Drive out! I like it. Um, uh, Jeff laughs at depression. <laughs> you got it. But I just you know the lyricism all three of these my top three um i was having this conversation with allison the other night about one of them where you listen to certain albums and they just make you want to be better at things and this is one that like if they're very good they make you want to be better like there's also you know oh this sucks i could do it better but i'm talking about wow this is so fucking good i need to reach that level it's like the baseline and break your heart it's like, yes. wow, I wish I could play the bass. Yes, and with <sighs> Phoebe's lyricism and melody writing and, like, it... God damn. Um, <laughs> Don't cry, Andrew. Don't I'm cry. I'm trying not to. 
Um, every single track, you, you could argue that it's a little too down, but I don't have a problem with that. Like, that's the style. Um, and then it ends on a really high note with a bunch of screaming in I Know the End, and it's very cathartic um, because she basically <laughs> takes you, drops you immediately into this world of everything is wrong, sexual assault exists, everything's fucked, but also there's hope at the end. And, and like a lot of people will just totally make the last track a downer as well. It'll be like, oh, you start off fine and then just shoot down. That kind of that kind of happens with one of my top three actually. Okay, it's very similar. Like it ends yeah, on a positive. It ends on such a positive note yeah. of, mm. you know, like <laughs> in this case, the positive note is the end is here. But like that that is kind of a positive. You got to think like, okay, I'm going through it, but the end is in sight. The end is coming. Oh, the end is here. I'm done with that bullshit. I can finally move forward. Mm. And um, it was really hard to pick one song that I want us all to listen to. But um, the lyric, <laughs> the lyric, you couldn't have stuck your tongue down the throat of somebody who loves you more. Just, <laughs> just. Oh, that's like, good. Just yeah. stays in my brain. Hell yeah. And yeah, now it's in my that's brain. That's good. So oh, that, that lyric event so essentially visceral. made the decision for me. Uh, so we are going to listen to Moon Song. Um, it's been a while since I listened to this album. I'm excited. Go and ahead and listen along with us. Probably cry. We'll be back yeah. in a second. Boop. Lovely. Ooh, I'm sad now. Damn, that, <laughs> was, that's, uh, that was, that was, uh, I'm going to go listen to that album now. Like, yep. It's, it's <laughs> my, my, my immediate reaction. Uh, and I guess I, I don't think I've said this on the podcast before, but Phoebe Bridges is one of those artists that I've almost like deliberately stayed away from. Uh, just because so many fucking people have recommended me to her that I got annoyed by it. I'm in a similar boat. It's a stupid reason not yeah. to. I fully admit that. I'm but a um, spiteful bitch. Yeah, I fucking hate when people tell me that I might like something. <laughs> How um, dare they? Um, my initial reaction is it's uh, maybe a little too gloomy bedroom pop for me, but that is her thing. Yeah. So it kind of just makes me wonder if they, they, I, I will listen to the record. I'm going to listen to all of these. Are we going to, um, yeah. would it be funny if like after each person shares like a song from their album, just rip, it we apart. all try and just like argue. <laughs> yeah. Now is Andrew's opinion valid? Yes or no? No. No. Shit. no. Fuck <laughs> off. All right. I'm up. Motherfuckers. You're fired. Right, number three. <laughs> My number three. Um, we actually just talked about this group recently for the regular podcast. And number three is a record called we will always love you by the avalanches. Nice. Um, okay. God, I just fucking love this band, group, duo, whatever you want to call yeah. them. Like, the, I like. There's something about their approach to uh, reincorporation of old samples and just this sunny, blissful, but somehow at the same time like mournful, um, uh, like just tone that they're able to somehow perfectly blend on a lot of their records. And you might think that kind of sounds a little samey. Like, why would you want a lot of that? I suppose when you've only gotten three albums over uh, two decades, though, it doesn't really wear out that much. Um, and I think this record is, there's a substantial difference between this and uh, Since I Left You and Wildflower and that it feels much more like they're at the controls. Like they are, 
in charge of the musical direction and they're not super reliant on compilations of samples and uh, letting that dictate the the direction of the music the direction of the songs i think it it uh if you have a problem with with since i left you which obviously we've all shared our opinions of that record um this one might be a little better for you because it's um it does feel like you can split the songs up into songs more it's not as non-stop continuous pounding four on the floor there are like pop songs on here oh, like like yeah. like, the, like the divine chord money. featuring uh mgmt and johnny marr johnny marr uh from the smiths and uh tracks like running red lights with rivers rivers cuomo and pink sifu and uh there's a song called we go on with um cola boy and mick jones from the clash uh who played on the title track to plastic beach uh by gorillas um and he also toured with them for that whole tour, which is fucking awesome because I love The Clash. I wish I had seen that tour. It was a good tour. I digress. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you, Andrew. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I, I guess I don't have too much to say about this one, but what I would say is uh, driving uh, back from, I, I went to Qdoba right before we recorded this, and driving back, it re- like just fucking hit me how much I love that Dua Lipa record and obviously listening to Run the Jewels a couple days ago, how much I love that record. And it it's a little hard to justify it. Um, why one place is higher than the other, or any of these places higher? Because I, I love them all. But for me, what what makes the top three stand out is is more of I love the music, and it feels somehow deeper and like more of an experience listening to the record. Like there's a journey in this record, which is the same exact thing that I had to say about. Uh, about since I left you and then it feels like that album is a trip around the world chasing something chasing a girl from port to port that you're in love with whatever it may be and this record feels I, I haven't quite put my finger on it yet but every time I listen to it which has been four or five times now it feels more and more like like the story of this record is becoming clearer and what worked so well about since I left you and so well about wildflower um, the few times I've heard it is present in just as great of an extent on this record and is much more uh, uh, gratifying because you can break it up if you want to. You don't need to uh, list, sit down and listen to the whole hour of it. And there's a lot of great pop moments and there's a lot of little interludes that are like a minute long and those don't feel like throwaways. They literally, they feel very much like connective tissue that adds to the atmosphere, adds to the mood. Songs like Solitary, Ceremonies, even the intro track, which is called Ghost Story featuring uh, Orono from Super Organism or a, a track like Carrier Waves. Um, the track Gold Sky, which is, features Kurt Vile just in like a speaking kind of uh appearance he doesn't actually sing on it all that much and you could have Kurt Vile come in and sing in his you know like Neil Young twangy voice but it might sound a little goofy to so to try something different which is just him as a narrator is a really effective and, and kind of bold departure from anything else on the record and anything I would have expected coming into this album and again it's not relying on samples the way since I left you was it's them creating their own songs and it's nice to know that they came through with it. So um, 
as I sit here, I still don't know what song I'm going to play you guys. You want to do the shuffle method? Uh, <laughs> not really, because then we might land on like just a 30-second interlude. Right. Um, I'll keep it short, though. I'm going to do... This is one of my favorite songs from last year, which is uh, the Rivers Cuomo track. It's called Running Red Lights. Cool. This is, this is pretty good. I was waiting for him to say California. He always likes talking about California. And I cracked the fuck up when he came in on the bridge, just like... California. I was like, oh, yeah. That's my river. He said it. He said the thing. That's my river right He's there. there. Yeah. California rivers. It, the reference to California makes more sense if you watch the video, but I agree that music and art should not have homework. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Good record. I love it. It's my number three. John, yeah, falls really in your court. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. So, you guys know how like artists will sometimes go on for so long that they start to lose touch with the original creative vision and their sound and they start to lose touch with their fan base and what they set out to do from the start and they kind of fall apart and you're not sure why they started sucking a few albums ago and you don't like them anymore and it would have been better if they just stopped making music. Yes. Yeah, I think sure, so. Sure. Well, I was worried Gorillaz was going to do that. Um, and then they put out Song Machine Volume 1, Strange Times, and uh, and that's my number three because it like fully renewed my hope in them. Um I didn't dislike The Now Now, which is the album preceding this one. I disliked a lot of Humans, which is the album preceding that one. So it was it's just really, mess. really nice. It's a mess. Yeah, it's a real mess. But um, Song Machine was really nice because I love so many of the songs on it. Um, so many of the songs that the machine created, ostensibly. Um, I don't even know where to start. Like you said, it's a pile of singles, um, and that's how they released it. Along with like some skits and some fun stuff. And the, Damon just did his thing where he magically has this transcendental vision of what a song can be with features. Like like how, how features can work together in ways no one would ever expect. The song Pink Phantom has, um, has Elton John and Black on it. Six lakh. Um, who like who who would think the way he uses Elton John's vocal texture now as an old man and like juxtaposes it with this really smooth like sultry auto tuned black vocal and like weaves them together and then the incredible work on on Desolée with um, Fatumata Daiwara. Um, I don't know. It's it's just I've. I have idolized Damon Albarn as a songwriter, producer, musician for so long that I was worried he was going to lose the script and he didn't and he's back and I hope he keeps doing this for another 50 years. It's probably not humanly possible, but like season two coming soon. I mean, yeah, season two. We got more coming down the pike. Yeah. And oh God, it's it's such a good record. Um, the Lost Chord, Andrew, you mentioned that earlier. That one, after listening to the album a lot, that one has really kind of stuck around. And um, they all have great music videos, obviously. They all have great artwork, obviously. Um, Jamie Hewlett coming through with all that. And Shout out, Jamie. We love you, just Jamie. Great creative vision. And it's everything that I loved about Gorillaz when I first listened to Demon Days back in whenever the fuck that happened. Yeah. Um, so it was the boys. It was um, just so exciting to have a. I mean, when Humans came out, it was exciting, 
but it kind of dissipated really quickly. With this, yep. it was a build from from momentary bliss into Desolate, and then the next month it was someone help me out. What was the third? I track? think Pac Man was no Pac Man was uh, Aries. Was it Aries? Aries. Aries. It was, it Aries. was Aries. Yeah, and then it just kind of hit like a, a, a fever pitch around the time that the whole album was announced, and it was it was so fun. It was so exciting to yeah. be a Gorillaz fan again. And yeah. it it's so funny because like. It was crazy how fast the hype faded for humans. Mm-hmm. We're all like, oh my God, they're back. And then yeah. they kind of weren't. Yeah. <laughs> and then for this one, it's like, it was the opposite. Where it's like, more gorillas, oh dear. And then, yeah, knocked it out of the park. So, yeah. uh, um, just to spite Andrew, because he didn't like this song very much, I'm going to play uh, Friday the 13th featuring Octavian. Waste cool, of time. Cool. <laughs> I disagree. I love no, this song. No, this is a really so. good song. Right, I'm not going to play go. Dead Butterflies by White Mike Will Make It. More like Mike Will Make It a Bad Song. Yeah. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Fuck you, Mike Will Make It. Um, Isn't it Mike it's Will made, made it. it? He made it. It's made it. Well, he made it a bad song. I don't know. Hey-o. I will say I do love how we... Um, we for the gorilla set list that we came up with, we created an alternate reality where Octavian didn't beat his girlfriend. Yeah, that's the best and part then of the set. Still honestly. left it off the set. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Andrew, I don't know how you can call that a waste of time. Like that is such a nice. It's a beautiful nice song, and it's not even like I. I literally only said to play that song because you said you disliked it. Like it's not even top five on the album, and it's yeah. great. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. I mean, wow. I, I will See, say I liked to- it. I enjoyed that. Thank so you. Like, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. A non-gorillas no fanatic. It is music. <laughs> you know what I mean. It does. Quali- it has <laughs> melody, I, I, rhythm, <laughs> and harmony. I don't. <laughs> yep, just those three things, Ben. Um, but oh, I, it, I gotta get a Ben Shapiro sound bite <laughs> for this. Yeah, we should. <gasps> Wet ass p word. <laughs> p word. <laughs> yeah, we just gotta God. put p word in there. Um, so. You know, listening to it here again, I I don't hate the instrumental, and I do love when Damon comes in at the end, but I it's I don't know if it's because I know that Octavian is a shitty person, or if it's do you still just, listen to Michael Jackson? That's a good point. Yeah. Um. But I the, I don't know. I I even before oh, learning that Octavian was a shitty person. Good point. I. <laughs> I didn't really like he do his be touching delivery. Kids, though. <laughs> I didn't really like his delivery oh, no. at all, and I still don't. But I, I appreciate it more. It was the after that listen. I think amongst the fandom, it was the most divisive single that they put out for the record. So. That's crazy to me. I feel like Momentary Bliss would be because there's it's yeah. not immediately accessible yeah but no. yeah anyway i, I don't want to spend yeah. too long in this record yeah. i could spend all night on it um I, did, I will say some of the bonus feature bonus tracks weren't as where they weren't up to the standard that the album proper was yeah. i also didn't like the opening track one bit um Boo. which is really convenient because i can just start with the second one which is a great song i mean which, i think the first one's a great song i mean but sure. the second one's I mean, great this, too. Uh, yeah but like it's nice that they put it at the front yeah you know allison, allison. <laughs> hit us up it's yours, Gorillas 2. Oh, my, my God. God what are the know? odds? That's so crazy. Oh. Allison's the only one that's not like a You shan't fan. have. <laughs> <laughs> you shat. <laughs> I shat my pants and pissed the bed. Thank you, Sufjan. Thank you. Uh, um, I've mentioned this album before. Andrew didn't like it that much, but I'm still going to talk about it because it, it was it a really important album for me. It's your top three. 
It came out in November, so it's fairly new. I'm still sitting with it, but it is uh, Plastic Hearts, which is Miley Cyrus's Ooh, most recent album. Oh, I like album. it. Yeah. Um, it just like really hit a nostalgic chord for me, I think, because it reminded me so much of the music that I grew up listening to and the music that got me into music in the first place in terms of like my personal taste and my, the music that I would go back to for inspiration as a creator. Um, obviously the influence of this album is very like classic rock. Um, she even has features from classic rock artists, including, um, Joan Jett and Billy Idol. Idol, And she did a mashup with Stevie Nicks, um, which <laughs> I, y'all know how I feel about some Stevie someone, Nicks. Someone restrain her. <laughs> That's right. Stevie Nicks. Honest- Stevie fucking Nicks. That's the first time we've mentioned Stevie Nicks on this podcast. It's a shame how? it took this long. How crazy how? is that? The, I think the thing I just, des- the way I described it probably to you, Allison, the first time I heard it was like, you should listen to this and it's, also recommend oh it for the podcast, which you didn't. But um, I didn't. I didn't want to be that predictable. The, the way I, the way I described it is like, it sounds like Miley trying to be her generation's Joan Jett, Stevie Nicks. It's that, that sort of eighties revival. That yes. We're very but the much thing in is, the, it's a, got, it's a little more edge to yes, it. Yes. And I think it really works for her. Like to yes. me, this film, felt like the first album that actually felt authentic to her sort of story that she's trying to portray in the lyrics and like the production, but also like with her voice. Like I thought, like, I think her voice sounds phenomenal on this record. Like Mm -hmm. her voice, she's like a very sultry kind of gravelly alto, which you don't hear a lot of in modern pop music. And I think that this style of music just suits her voice so well. It, like, it just sounded like the record that I've been waiting for her to make because like I've always followed Miley Cyrus. I've never like found an out, like people like ho over bangers and they're like, it's just so like sexy and like out there. And I'm like, I, I it's fine. Is it trying too hard? It's, it's but, but that's part of it though, yeah. is because it was always her reaching for like a statement to make about herself because she was trying to go away from Disney. And then she like, was like trying to get away from like the fact that now she was just a girl twerking with her ass out. And then it was like, she was married and happy. And it was like this like roller coaster of like, who is this person? This feels, this feels naturally. It feels, yes. It's a thing that I I've said about Taylor Swift about the time that reputation or about the time lover came out. Whereas that it felt like she was trying to get away from something. Right. It was with uh, 1989, she was running away from the country phase and it's a great record. But then with uh, Reputation, it was kind of running away from the accusations that she's a snake yeah. and she's just kind of a backstabber. Uh, and if you're running away from shit like that and trying not to be something, it's rarely going to come off as like as a genuine artistic statement. Right. Lover yes. felt like, like, not to get too off topic, but Lover feels like... Uh, <laughs> is literally off topic. Like Plastic Hearts in the sense that it was her correcting and doing what she wanted to do. This feels like Miley Cyrus doing, like making a proper Miley record yes. for the first time in I don't even yes. know how long. And the thing is too is a lot of this, like I shouldn't say a lot, but there are a fair few number of songs on this album that do still go back to her like country roots. Like I would say like High. High was the one I was And even like Golden G String is like... <laughs> that's a funny name i just realized um <laughs> it's not actually about whatever not the point the point is is that yes i thought the album was just incredibly authentic and it really resonated with me as a listener partly because of the nostalgia aspect but partly because the lyrics kind of meant a lot to me at that point um 
And I don't, yeah, I just, I love it. And I can't stop listening to it. And every time I listen to it, I like find something else about it that I, that I didn't notice before, whether it's in the lyrics or like the production or like a, a note she's hitting or something like, I, yeah. And I think the features that she has are great. She has a song with Dua Lipa on this album. Mm-hmm. And then she also has a song with Billy Idol. Like it's just, it's just, I, yeah, I love it. I highly recommend it. Uh, Andrew, you said you gave this a six, right? I did. It's yeah. funny. I know how you feel because he gave one of my records that I'm going to mention I was six like, too. Well, he didn't like I uh, wasn't Friday supr- the 13th I, by Octavian. So. I was, I was, I was not mad, just disappointed. You I know? don't know why <laughs> everyone thinks six is bad. No, I'm not saying I, I'm giving it's you a hard time. It's not that good. I'm not, I'm giving you a hard time. Uh, I will say, um, I have like a general, uh, what's the opposite of an affinity? Disdain. General disdain for most of what Miley has done and did, and um, did you listen to the record? And and the thing is, so Allison tricked me. Um, I did. We were listening to like a bunch of like really good like girl pop and stuff, and she turned on the Dua Le- the one with Dua Lipa. I did. I was yeah. We was in the car at some point, and like I was like, oh, this is really good, and she's like, it's Miley, and I was like, fuck. I would have disliked it if I knew that. So I will say it's. Did I? Oh, I probably, I probably yeah, did. did. That, I would. Yeah. I would do that. We're listening too. to like Donna Lewis and. Oh wow! Lipa and, it in there, and she just like. Yep. Oops. So what, <laughs> sorry, what, not sorry. What song would you like to play? Um. Mm, what are you guys feeling? Do you want to do more rock or do you want to do more country kind of folky? What do you, What are you guys thinking? What are you feeling? The former. The former. Okay, let's just do <laughs> let's just do plastic hearts. It's the I, lo- I do love this song. It's like the um here we go. Title track. Yeah. Let's go. Nice run at the end. Love no, the right? I always yeah. try to do that in the car and fail. <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> I can't remember the last time I heard any kind of song and was like, hit me with that guitar solo. Come on, do yeah, it. Yeah, it's it. so then, nice. Like I don't like guitar solos, but I needed it there mm-hmm. and it and it worked nicely. Yeah. Great good song, good album. I liked it. Yep. Yeah. 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 Andrew, how <laughs> yeah. about what's what's your number two? Uh, my number two uh, is I believe you and I were talking about this, Trevor, uh, about Big Sister to oh yeah 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 to uh, Future Nostalgia. Um, it is Jesse Ware's "What's Your Pleasure." Oh, that's on my list. I haven't listened to it's, it yet. Oh, you need to listen to it. Yeah. That you probably should have been an honorable mention. Now that I think about it, <laughs> you said Big Sister to Future Big Nostalgia. Big Sister it's, to Future yeah. Nostalgia. Yeah. No doubt. Will I? It's Super like Goom, probably. Yes, you'll, you'll, more than likely, you'll understand yeah. exactly what he means when it. If, if you listen to it, because it's very, um, it feels like a, a single. 30-year-old versus Dua Lipa's single 20-year-old. You know, it's a oh, little yeah. bit more yeah. cynical. Okay. Yep. More, <laughs> it's more like, mature. it is the nighttime to future nostalgia's daytime. Yes. Okay. That's, but uh, it's your record, yeah. so you're talking but, about I mean, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, that's that's what I would have <laughs> said. Future nostalgia it, has a moon on the cover. <laughs> so? <laughs> it does, you're right. <laughs> it's, it's basically, it's like, it's the same 80s revival kind of um synth pop disco ish um and i think personally and i this is not to say that anything on future nostalgia is bad except for the last track but every moment every every moment works every moment works on this album everything flows together very nicely and i love the use of harmony and backing vocals more on what's your pleasure than i do on future nostalgia not to say that's bad on future nostalgia because it's very fucking good but it just works a little more 
And I think that goes back to what Trevor just said about, you know, just a little bit more maturity, a little bit more. And this is Jesse Ware's fourth, third or fourth album? Third. Third album? I might be wrong, but I think um, it's third. Okay. I, I, I'm going to go with you on third because I think you're right. Um, wow. And, you know, th- there's not that much of a difference between, oh, second and third. But when you think about, you know, who stepped in first, I think Jesse Ware's first album came out in 2012, which is like three or four years before Dua Lipa started climbing the ranks. Mm-hmm. So, there, you know, it, like Trevor said, little more cynical, little jaded, but still just absolutely a good time. Um, On its own, absent from comparisons to Fusion Nostalgia, yes. though. Absent from, absent from comparisons. Um, there's, you know, uh, like, honestly, take everything I said with the comparisons and just remove the comparison because <laughs> I would say the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because the harmony is great. The backing vocals are great. The lead vocals are also great. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to discredit Jessie Ware and her voice by saying I prefer the backing vocals. But some of what the backing vocals do is just it like on the lead track uh, spotlight, which is not the one we'll be listening to, but the harmony um, in the chorus is astoundingly beautiful. And you wouldn't expect that. Well, (laughs) I wouldn't have expected that from, you know, such a disc new disco E album. Something I notice about it is that it feels proper retro. Yeah. In its disco. It it feels like it could come out alongside like some old chic record. Mm-hmm. Um whereas a lot of the disco revival is uh is an updated version of it. Yeah, it it's for better or worse, this feels like it could have I mean it sounds better, but it the, right. the sounds that are there are all like proper seventies, eighties kind of Nile Rogers inspired. Yeah, shit. it it doesn't Hot. sound like um <laughs> and I love this band, so this isn't a shot, but it doesn't sound like Jamiroquai's a funk odyssey where they tried to, you know, recontextualize disco for the 21st century, but it do- it sounds like it could live in the 70s and 80s, in the late 70s, early 80s, mm. um, just on its own merit. And we will be listening to Soul Control, which is the fourth track. Um, it I is... It's, yeah, what the fuck no, was that? I, I don't know. I um, sort of So we'll be listening to Soul Control. Um, yeah, this is, again, kind of, you know, the the placement was... Soul Control. Yes. Right? Okay. <laughs> yes. The, the, the placement, um, all, of, all of the last five albums I've listed, going back all the way to the 10 through 4, um, have been nines out of tens. Um, so a lot of numbers. <laughs> Yes, through a lot of numbers. Like this is this is a a rating nine out of ten, and the reason it has the reason it stuck with me more than say, um, like Run the Jewels four or Fetch the Bolt Cutters or Thundercat is because of its retro nature. Um, It feels timeless. It absolutely feels timeless. And we're gonna just I'll be the judge of that. We're just gonna get into it. Soul control. Get some soul control. Ready to super cool. Me walking into the club while Jesse Ware plays. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, the guys, Vince McMahon. Guys, game. Google uh, Vince McMahon funny walk, and it's the fourth. <laughs> the fourth game. Good. Oh, so yeah. I just I did just super coon. Yeah, we yeah. super coons. Yeah. and Allison yeah. and I are pissed at. Uh, We're livid. I'm livid. That's more fucking like Fuming. it, sad boy, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> from Moon Song to 
soul, soul control? control? Hello. <laughs> Control. Dude, the whole record is is like ah! that. Yeah, it's like it's all that. It, it good. better be, or I'm suing you personally. Not yeah. to be dramatic, but ah! So I think it's safe to say that is the hypest reaction we've had so far. I believe that it is. It's because really John and I have not heard it yet, yeah. so it's oh. No. I love when you listen to great the music. Song, great you also, and it's actually you also can't good. really have like just just for the my third. You can't really have like a hype reaction to Moon Song by Phoebe Bridges. No, you can get like really sad. And really invested, but you're not gonna go like, oh fuck yeah, let's pop <laughs> off. When Phoebe Bridger starts talking about tongues. There are a lot of like production things you can talk about on that. <laughs> oh yeah. my and God. I haven't even like like listened to the whole record yet, just from that one song. So yeah. and that that's so like crisp. you know, that there's you know, you guys Gorgeous. know more of the production shit than me. But that's oh. well. That's I mean, just, you 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 did the little like yeah. Like, I know, like I know, keyboard. I consider that instrumental shit. Well, yeah, but yeah. the producer you gotta did produce that. that. That's fair. That's so fair. The producer's like not that sound, not that sound, not that sound. That sound, yeah. For like eight hours. Yes, yeah. that's an entire <laughs> yeah. day in and the that's, studio. That's a conversation. Not that sound. Not that sound. <laughs> I had with uh, Hannah Duff about Jamiroquai when we were in New York. Um, about like just I've never I had never because I hadn't listened to you know so much pop oriented shit. Like I hadn't thought Your about loss. producers just spending hours and hours <laughs> upon hours trying to find the exactly perfect sound until I started listening to like Jamiroquai and other things around that thing. Mm. So. There are legitimate war stories about Daft Punk trying to get the kick drum right. You know? yeah, I believe or, that um, now that I know about it. Mark but, Ronson on the guitar yeah. in Uptown Funk. Uh, I think he said oh, it, took it took him forever. like a month to like get the right. He like kept replacing it with other things. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kevin Parker was going on about um, drum sounds in It Might Be it Time. It Might Be Time to Fit. Yeah. yeah. Which is a fucking great drum I'm sound. glad he yes. obsessed over it. Yeah. Because it sounds so it good. Um, Trevor, yeah, number Trevor. Two. Trevor right, number two. Trevor uh, number two. Number two. I'm, I'm, good luck uh, following that up, bitch. <laughs> He's like, psych the same song. Well, get fucked. I know you guys aren't going to like it as much, but it is a record that um, uh, blew me away uh, and my expectations were high because it's from one of my favorite up-and-coming bands right now. It's a band from Ireland called Fontaine's DC. I swear to God, I thought for like half a second you were going to say you too, they and I was about to overturn the table. I was about to be like, fuck off! Indie pop it's not from, it's not from yeah. last year. It's a coming Irish pop band. It's a record called Joshua Tree. So it yeah. came out in 1990. <laughs> the re-release came out last year, so I'm yeah. counting it. Remaster. <laughs> so yeah. good. Um, there, uh, I kind of, I think when I recommended it to Andrew, I made the comparison to Car Seat Headrest in yep. that they're very lyrically driven that's what kind of takes them from being good to great um and that's really true here i think they were formed out of uh like friends who bonded over poetry um back in 2017 and that's really drives a lot of their lyrics um i probably sighed too hard but yeah that was a little excessive (laughs) a little bit hard boys and their poetry um it's but instead of where, where um car seat headrest kind of uh kind of ponders teenage angst and young people's rebellion and finding your place in that sense, so, you know, social settings and whatnot. This is more uh, like class problems and issues, uh, not like like structural issues. And it talks about the Dow Jones. A little bit, yeah. It's, it gets into like stock trading and whatnot. It's, it kind Ooh. of deconstructs um, the life of the everyday person in a very... 
kind of bleak way. It's definitely not for everyone because it is very dark at points. But there are moments that are are uh, you know kind of overbearing. There's a song called uh, "You Said," which romanticizes how machine-like humans kind of have become. And yeah, uh, you know, there's a line where he's like, uh, uh, "We have a lot to say. Um, we don't have time to play. You try operating faster." It's like literally comparing people to machines. Like that's the uh, the continuing refrain is you try operating faster, uh, and it's just like it's kind of devastating, um, the way of of portraying mm. just how downtrodden people can become when they get sucked into that sort of everyday living that so many people, most people, end up hitting. And that song is kind of the beginning of a three song run that aren't necessarily thematically connected any more than the rest of the record is but for me it's the strongest three tracks on the record because it goes into a song called oh such a spring which is this really um mellow i don't think there's any drums on it it's nope. just this really low-key like ballad um about uh, longing for past days where things were you know brighter whether whether it be like from an economic downturn or just getting older um and then it, it just like pound you with this last line that's just like uh the clouds cleared up the sun hit the sky i watched all the folks go to work just to die and i wish i could go back to spring um but there are like you said with uh phoebe bridgers it finishes on a very high note with Mm -hmm. the song no where it's it's kind of got uh, an encouraging sense i will say it does hit a low point early with the song uh, love is the main thing which is just a little too rainy day sad kind of um like kind of like 90s seattle sounding thing where it just feels like you guys fucking smile for once (laughs) um but it, it rebounds really quickly with the song televised mind which has this great thumping bass line um and i fucking love the singer of this band um i don't know his name but he's uh he's he sings in a really thick accent he doesn't make any effort to hide that and he um doesn't always go with like the most melodic uh, approach to lyrics or to or to to vocals, and that's really different and unique. And I I have the saying that I say all the time, which is that there are too many good singers and not enough interesting ones. And this is an interesting singer, nice. I think. And the band all sounds great. The production's great. I can't imagine like how um, intense the turnaround was on this because their uh, first record, Dog Roll, came out in 2019, which was um really really well received and they were touring you know how bands especially these kinds of bands like you make the record you hit the road and you just tour it relentlessly especially in your early days and so this was written and recorded while they were touring and it just came out as soon as they were done with it um and yeah it's it's really great i can't say that i think we will all love it but um Mm. it's it's not for everyone but uh because it is so bleak but there's yeah there are moments of hope in it you do get hit with those kind of i watched all the folks go to work just to die but um songs like the title track which is what i'm gonna play it's nice it's my favorite song that came out last year um it's just a a really uh honest but it's but just the right amount of hopeful representation of just kind of being a person and how frustrating that can be which is putting it mildly but you know (laughs) yeah man being a person yeah i mean 
honestly, we, we all hit those those moments of just being fed up with everything and it feels like everything is crumbling all the time. And no, you're stuck us right now. You're stuck in a hole that you can't fucking get out of because, you know, is it where you're meant to be? You find frustration in every under every single fucking uh, you know, piece of paper that you pick up and every every text that you get is just something to be pissed off about. Um but there's a nice reminder in here that uh life ain't always empty. So this uh we're gonna What an excellent introduction. We're gonna play a, a hero's death from the album of the same name by Fontaine's DC. Cool. Yay! Wow. The Irish the artist for you. Life ain't always empty. Life ain't always empty. There's some if I can just speak for myself, there's some fucking banging lyrics in that. Yeah, that's some good shit. I like that because it's like they don't make it all symbolic. They're just like, fucking yeah. cherish your shit. Tell your mother that you love <laughs> yeah. her. Go out of your way for others. Mm -hmm. But that's then good. there are some symbolic, well, it's not symbolic, but like, I love uh, never let a clock tell you what you uh, got that time was my for. It only part. goes around, goes around, goes around. Mm -hmm. I was going to mention that if no one else was. Don't sacrifice your life for your health. Yeah, I like yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah. Or, but it, oh god, that's good because it's like, it's like don't you know? It's like just just do just <laughs> live just be yourself. God, I, 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 that's the kind of song. I don't know. I'm probably not always in the mood for that. It's very uh, in your face and mm -hmm. chaotic and just driving and um. It really builds. I feel. Yeah, like. it, it builds, and the bop 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 part is really nice, um, just sonically. But I definitely could listen to that and uh, see myself enjoying an album of that. While I'm like doing yeah. my laundry and my brain is on just like existential nihilism or something. If, if nothing else, uh, please listen to You Said, Oh Such a Spring, and uh, that. Those three songs together, I think, make an amazing um, three song run. Especially when it goes from Oh Such a Spring into yeah. that. Because it's, it's like such just like quiet, like dirge like lament. And then you just get the dun, 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 from the drums of Heroes yeah. Dead. So. Yeah. 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 John, you're up. Uh, hey, hi. So uh, in case you were a human, uh, you're probably aware that 2020 was the year of the pandemic. Um, and oh. a lot of bad music was made while people were locked in their homes. Um, and it was really funny because like the 21 Pilots put out, um, um, what was the name of the song? Level of Concern. And and Anthony Fantano was like, oh, we're, we're we're doing that now. We're making quarantine pop now. Like, oh no. Um, <laughs> and then Charlie said, yeah, yes, we are actually. <laughs> and Here we go. Put out a fucking at least a nine. Uh, How I'm feeling now uh, by Charlie XCX is my number two. It it's really timely. And um, is this on your list, Allison? No, it's one of my honorable, it was honorable, honorable mentions. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, I really loved her album, Charlie. Um. I, I would probably give it a nine as well. And for the longest time, when How I'm Feeling Now came out, I was comparing it to Charlie. And, you know, naturally you always do that with your artists. Um, and I, I think that I decided I liked How I'm Feeling Now better because oh, wow. um, Charlie XCX is a pop artist. And sometimes when you strip away all the trappings and all of the production and all of the budget and all of the everything from a pop artist, you're left with nothing. Um, but with Charlie XCX, when you strip all that away, you're left with a really strong message and personality and flair and just fun, like, um, irreverence and honesty and all of the things you, you, you honestly should find in a good pop artist. Um, and I don't know, 
it's it, it was really honest and it was also like the production was still cool while being i would i'm just gonna go ahead and say it it's bad i think the production is a specific <laughs> sure. kind of bad that's fucking fantastic uh, it, yeah. it it falls into maybe semi glitch pop sort of um glitch pop hyper pop kind yeah, of. yeah 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 and it's like it's like low budget club pop it, like Especially if you listen to anthems or whatever yeah. or visions, um, visions or pink diamond um oh God. And, and it's just like i don't know it, it's like going to your best friend's house for a sleepover and just like dancing around with glow sticks yeah. and just like yelling and it's just that's kind of like the cathartic experience that <laughs> oh this my album God, is that's such a good and yeah. um <laughs> minus the hard drugs so like um yeah i guess yeah, yeah i i if, if it came out at a really good time for me um i really i enjoyed every song um except pink diamond is a little bit uh, hit or miss for me at points you, i gotta be in the right mood for but that it's the first song so you can just it's so convenient just, when the opening the track's one. not good john's yeah. 0 for 2 on opening tracks <laughs> yeah. out of his honestly top three albums are so 0 for a trillion on opening <laughs> tracks there's so few good opening tracks um but but you know it's just I don't even know what to say about it. Like you've all listened to it. So it feels weird telling you about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I would say that perhaps by, out of necessity, it, there's a distinct difference between how I'm feeling now and Charlie, which is that Charlie feels like this pop opus that yeah, you could argue might be a little overproduced and overdone. I don't think so. I think it's perfect. No, I, I wouldn't but, say it is. No, but this is for someone who, who maybe felt that way. I think where it's like, you can just kind of, um, not take it as seriously yeah. as, as an album. Yeah. It f- just feels like someone who had some time on her hands, which ob- obviously she did, and had some good collaborators that she wanted to work with, and they just kind of put it together relatively quickly. Whereas how um, Charlie feels like it was worked on, yeah, yeah. a little bit. It's kind of if uh, if Charlie is Kid See Ghosts, this is Yay. Um, they're both great. They're both different. This one feels like it's a. It was yeah. put together a lot more quickly, and and it makes it, me want pop artists like like if Carly Rae Jepsen or Dua Lipa yeah. had a similar project. I I mean I would be really interested yeah. in in hearing that. I, it makes me wish more pop artists yeah. did this, where they said to their label, "Hey guys, 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 I'm taking a pause on this record. Cut my production budget in half. Yeah, and I'm just gonna like tell the truth for a goddamn second. Yeah, I'd be interested, but I'd also be a little concerned. I don't know. Not every pop star is Charlie XCX deep down. I that's don't what know I, that's what I mean. It's it. like you would find out which ones are the real ones. Yeah. Um. So it was nice to find out that because I I love the shit out of Charlie. Um. I don't want to like put that by the wayside. I mm-hmm. love like mega pop. Um. And so it was just really nice to get to the core of her and find something I still really enjoyed. Yes. Um. And and also just like this is kind of just an aside to the album, but the way she like interacted with her fans throughout the whole like release process mm. and <laughs> um the way she like kind of. She would like put up a bunch of different pictures and was like, hey, someone make my album art out of this. And like, which one should be the album art? Yeah, like a bunch of funny, like MS Paint garbage came back. And then she put like all of it in the vine inside the vinyl. Um, Trevor gave me the vinyl for, I think, like Christmas or my birthday. birthday. Yeah. um, And like I opened it on the inside and it was every, like, every single Twitter reply of people's (laughs) beautiful pictures. And I was like, Oh, this is great. She seems like she genuinely loves her fans. She loves her fans. She doesn't yeah. feel like she's putting on an act or anything. She's and and it's like the songs are about real people. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It, it makes you feel like you're getting to listen to her voice memos as a friend. And it's fucking banging. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. I, yeah, I, I listened to this first thing when I woke up today. Uh, because, oh, good. yeah, I had a bunch of records that I had to dash through uh, to compile all this. Um, 
and I hadn't listened to the whole thing in a, in quite a while. Um, yeah, but I, I was reminded just how fucking yeah. good it is. Like it's a it is a fantastic fucking. My movie. last listen, uh, click or C two point click two point yeah. uh, was the one that stood out more than it had in previous listens. Uh, they took the song "Click" from Charlie and just um, put it into a food processor, um, and that was cool. And wrote a new melody over it, which sad is sad cool. version. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the Luigi meme where he's like DJing. That's the original click. This is yeah. the one where he's like crying. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, oh my god! I, I I will say um, it gets a little bit crazy if I'm not in the mood for crazy. It's a little crazy, but like I'm usually in the mood for crazy because I'm a sociopath. So um, that's nice. What, oh, there was one other thing I was gonna say. Ah shit! Oh no! I'll, I'll cover for you while you think about that because I, yeah. I have something that I noticed with all three of my like pure pop records that I put on here with Rena. Um, uh, Dua Lipa and this is that they tend to sag a bit in the middle. I feel like, where with with Dua it's um pretty pe- pretty please and hallucinate. I still like them, but they feel like a step down from what's around it. John is pretty fight please you. is John my favorite. I, I don't like hallucinating that much. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Pretty please is number one song in the record. But the same thing for, this for me. Okay. It's hallucinate. Okay. The same thing, Andrew. You're just wrong when you speak. Neither of guys. Those. We're not. Uh, <laughs> nah, nah. We're getting distracted. <laughs> Sorry. I can't wait to pick the song because I'm the one that well, made here, it in my okay. But I think oh um, I with Rena, it kind of happens too. I can't think of the songs off the top of my head and I don't feel like pulling it up. But And then it happens here too where uh, I finally understand is kind of yeah. a, a relative low point, I would say. Um, they like I don't know if it's just albums in general. Maybe it's like the human attention span or, or how you listen to things is affected. It's by probably also like how that. labels like or artists arrange their songs in an yeah. album. But um, that's probably that's probably true. I don't I don't know if um, it, it's really tough picking top three from a year because um, sometimes it's like, well, what did I listen to the most? What did I enjoy the most? Regardless of whether I think it's great music or not, what do I think is great music? Um. And for this, thankfully, I thought it was really good. I listened to it a lot, and it will I will remember this year by this album, um, as well as TK Mites' last year was Weird Volume 2 and my number one album, of course. But like, it actually had all of these things going yeah. for it. So uh, let me pick a song to listen to from it. I, I didn't think of this ahead of time because I kind of just wanted to shoot from the hip like I do. Um, I'm so bored. Uh, probably not. Damn. Sorry. I love anthems, but... Uh, let, you know, let's go click 2.0. I was just thinking about it. Let's right, do it. Let's do it. Oh my God. Charlie. <sighs> Top 10 Charlies. Number Charlie. one. Number, Number one, one my Charles dad. Manson. Oh. <laughs> Number two, Charlie Brown. We, so <laughs> top ten worst people in the world. Number, <laughs> Number 10, ten, the game grumps. Charlie <laughs> XCX. Oh my god. <laughs> no, uh, we were saying during the playing of the song when the mics were off. Um, it, this is literally like the musical equivalent of Chinese takeout, mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, you're gonna have the shits afterwards, but you're gonna really enjoy it. It's like, really good going in. Good music can sound bad and yeah. still be good. It's like okay, I had a buddy who was like recommending music to me um, a while ago. I like I was like a child. This is very a while ago. <laughs> okay. Very much a while ago. ago. Okay, um, yeah. A few years back. Yeah. And uh, a little bit. And and he showed it to me and I was like, uh, it's bad. And he's like, Oh, it's it's better than it, it sounds. And I was like, That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, but I think I get it now. Mm-hmm. So Thank you, Charlie. That almost sounds like a slippery slope, but we'll let you slide. Yeah. That's oh confusing nice. and ambiguous. But I like Write that it. down, put it in a song. 
Okay. Slippery slope, but we'll let you, you slide. Bars. I hate us. Allison? Okay. Allison, you're up. Allison. My number two album, Trevor already mentioned, and then he started talking, so I got mad and told him to shut up. Uh, <laughs> it is <laughs> it is Sawayama, the Rina Sawayama album, which came out uh, in April, I believe, April or May. It was like beginning of quarantine. And I remember I saw it. It like popped up on my... Um, like the the discover weekly the ones that spotify makes for you personally and i i don't remember what song it was that showed up but i remember i heard i listened i think it was shut the fuck up and it was like i was like holy jesus what the (laughs) fuck is this and then i was like no and then i had a friend from new york in town shout out to lucy friend of the pod uh and she was like so this is like definitely like my favorite album of the year and i was like what and so she started playing me the whole album and i was like wait this is actually kind of fire i think this um, is i think this is one that i thought to recommend to you guys but i was too you, scared you to. mentioned it you mentioned it uh the first episode that we recorded after we were all back yeah. or no it was like when you came to visit yeah. in september. september or something yeah. and it, like we were all just talking about shit we'd listen to and yeah. you mentioned it and i was like oh that sounds really familiar and then when lucy came and she was playing it i was like oh my god this mm-hmm. is what trevor was talking about Anyway, it's really good. Uh, you brushed on a little bit, but it's like a very interesting and fresh combo of new metal, which is, I think, what they're calling it these days. And then like early 2000s, like Britney, Christina Aguilera pop with they like. They used to call it old metal. Right. But it, it's. Sorry. It, <laughs> it would make more sense if now they called but it it's, old metal. It's spelled like N. I looked it up. It's spelled like N U metal. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's like um, disturbed and avenged sevenfold yeah. shit. Right. But there's New also, metal. there's like elements. It's just very. It's in there. Like there's, I don't remember what song, but there's like elements that sound very like Imogen Heap. And then there's elements that sound very like 90s rock. And there's like elements of it that sound kind of K pop or like J pop. It's yeah, it's a very interesting conglomeration of things, but it works so well. And I don't like that's kudos to the producers. Also, she self-produced on this. So like a mm. lot of respect. Mm. Um, yeah, because your description of it just there and all the genres that it pays homage yeah, to uh-huh. sounds very bad. Yes. That's, but I've heard this. Right. And it sounds good. Yes. Um, so. Yeah, and the, you get you get and like a lot of the songs, some of the songs kind of dip into everything, but there's also sort of a separation. Like there's definitely songs that lean more metal, like "Shut the Fuck Up," as I mentioned before, is definitely a lot heavier. Um, and then there's songs that are very like, you know, poppy. Like, hold on, let me just. Bad friend. Uh, yeah, bad friend is more of like kind of a pop ballad, very reminiscent of like Carly Rae Jepsen, which she actually on, shouts out in Bad Friend. There's a song on here called. Uh, Who's gonna save you now? Yeah, oh, Which it sounds like money. a fucking Queen song. Yeah, or almost. like Ariana Grande. It's like, but it's like that. I don't know. It just it straddles like the like such a huge, a very girthy span yeah. of of time and and genre. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just respect it so much. It's an ambitious project. It really, it really is, is. But they knocked it out of the imagine park, how bad opinion. it could have been. Yeah. Give me just a little bit more. Give me just. <laughs> Yeah, but like me singing it or whatever. Mm-hmm. I found that uh, this one in particular starts really strong and ends really strong. Where like the opening from Dynasty all the way through um, probably Paradise and yeah, so like those opening six are all great, um, and it ends really strong too. Where I can't really believe that i like a chosen family as much as i do because it's so fucking corny yep 
it's so insanely over the top, like saccharine, like we don't have to be related to relate. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. But it, I know, but it's, it's somehow it's just, it's like, I think that it just juxtaposes the, just how extreme everything yeah. else is that it, it like, I don't know. It like balances itself Fuck out. It. The album earned that corniness. It I did. Would say. It did because everything else is so experimental and just like off the wall. Yeah. It's like, you can just kind of let it exist in this realm of like, what the hell? And it's, Oh God, it's so great. Nice. Um, I don't really have anything else to say. Anyone else got something to share, but we all like know and like this album. Yes. So. Yeah. yeah. She played excess for me in the car at one point. And I was like, that's, that slaps. It does slap. Yeah. That's, it's so unexpected too mm-hmm. with the guitar. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I had it's played so it. so Britney. I think I had played it on the way home from the gym one time. And, yeah. and Wedge was complaining. He's just like, I keep wanting it to like go for the guitar part, but it just doesn't have dun, 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 dun. like that's And then it. it goes back into like the Britney pop kind of thing. Yeah. I'm like, that's, I like that's that it teaches you. Yeah. But then the next song is Shut the Fuck Up, which yeah. is like full blown. <laughs> so what are we, uh, what track are we listening to here, Allison? That's not a song. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a slur. A racial slur. I mean, I wanted to say we should listen to Excess because it's my favorite song on the album. Then let's do that. Let's, let's do to that Excess. one. Come okay. on. I wanted to listen to yeah. Excess. That's why I brought it up. Oopsie. Just trying to manipulate. Yeah, whatever. Okay. It's so, such an it's such an audacious arrangement. Like mm-hmm. the yes. like there are these really brief starts and stops that she gives herself room to do some kind of like vocal flourish or whatever. And she samples herself. Yeah. It's so it's it's, <gasps> it's such an audacious uh song and like the whole project was a was a big risk creatively, I think. I yep. mean not necessarily in terms of like her career trajectory. Because I think this is where she's been going uh, since her EP, which was just called Rena. Um, and but like like in terms of trying to like win over new fans or something like that. Like whenever I recommend this rec- record to like a friend of mine, it's always like try uh, these four songs. You're gonna <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. you'll like these. Um, and then go back and listen to the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, it is kind of like that that meme where the guy is crying. He's like, bro, dude, no, why are you turning it off? No, come on, man. The next song is like, dude, Rena's really good. Like, just wait. I know it's a little intense, <laughs> but uh, come on, man. What are you doing? <laughs> what? I mean. I don't know how you could listen to that song and not have like a fucking blast. Mm-hmm. Like no matter it's who fun. you are, it's got yeah. like, like yeah, like you said, like half a dozen genres in it. Yep. Like oh, oh those are that's a just a hip hop kit. They're using claps from a hip hop kit right there. Yeah. I don't know why that where that came from. But it's cool. like yeah. the no. early two thousands pop guitar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Full disclosure, I only listened to that like twice. That album once or twice. So I didn't remember it all that well. As soon as you started that song, I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it's this one. Oh, yeah. I, it's yes. this one. Oh, yeah. um, it's the clusterfuck. And then it is. it is, And, you know, I, you know, being a little more critical while listening to it, other than the first two times where I was just like listening to listen, um, I think part of what makes it great is that it keeps you off balance. Like yeah. it lets yeah. you, it lets mm-hmm. you fucking rage and it, it's a bop, <laughs> but it keeps you just off balance enough to be like, oh, fuck, what's happening next? I yep. don't know. You don't and know what's happening yet? But you know it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. It's very dynamic, loose, chaotic, but it's, yeah. it always feels like it's in control of itself. Yes. Yes. You know? yes. Um, yes. Also, her verses are really fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, That's just a fucking yeah. mm-hmm. bop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, come Check on. Check it out if you haven't. It's a good one. Yes. 
completely unrelated to anything we've been talking about for the last hour. Did you guys know uh, Fetch the Bolt Cutters was mostly recorded on GarageBand? Really? Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. And she no didn't know shit. what the fuck she was doing. So she was just like, if I fucked up a take, I couldn't do anything. So she, it's just all the vocals are super long takes and shit like that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Crazy. Andrew, you're Damn, up. Damn, okay. Number ones. Um, number ones. Um, <laughs> now, it's funny because... Number one is number five. <laughs> number five. Hi, um, Trevor and Allison have both given me shit both. for giving uh, hey, what I'm assuming is Trevor's number one and Allison's number three, uh, six out of ten. And I know Trevor is going to vehemently disagree with my number one pick, um, but I'm I'm going for it anyway. Um, it oh. is the ten out of ten. Oh, I think I know what it is. Leanne Lahava, yeah. self-titled. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You and played it for me. It is phenomenal. I was when I was re-listening for like the twelfth time in two weeks or some shit because I just can't <laughs> get enough of this album. I I when I was trying to figure out, okay, is it going to stay a nine or is it actually going to be bumped up to a ten? And I was running out of time before having to make this list and make the final decisions. I was like, okay, I was skimming through and I saw the song title, uh, Courage. And I was like, I feel like that one is the one that didn't sit well with me. And that's the one that kept it from being a 10. And I like played it and I was like, oh no. Oh, oh, this is fucking great. Oh dear. This is fucking amazing. <laughs> and you know, I, it, it goes back to the whole, um, this album makes me want to be better at things, not just like a better person. One, because it's all about the roller coaster that is a relationship. So it just makes you want to be a better person. Makes me want to be better at guitar because Leanne Lahavas did most of the guitar work herself. Makes me want to be better at drums because there are those moments that are just holy fuck. Um, like Sour Flower, the last song is in five four, and it's just it kicks ass. Um, I would be recommending that as the one song if it wasn't six and a half minutes long and I'm trying to keep yeah. it um, limited on time. But like everything about it just makes me want to be better at art and at music and at life. And I, I to me, <laughs> there's I just keep going back to it, which if you'll remember, uh, listener, when I gave <laughs> They Can't Kill Us Until They Kill Us a 10 out of 10, my whole reasoning was... I don't reach a point quickly enough where I feel like I've gotten everything to get out of the out of the work where you know if there's more in the well to keep going back to and it's created well and it's objectively good that's what puts something over the edge so so okay just for a reference um how many tens total have you given to this albums? is my fourth total yes okay cool okay yes. computer pippa butterfly this and wolfgang amadeus phoenix okay yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah. yeah um because i just i keep revisiting all of those most of the time and i keep picking out new things and they're all really well done like i could keep revisiting the room by tommy wiseau as a movie <laughs> right because it's hilarious understood but <laughs> I, I'm not going to say it's perfect because I keep coming back to it. It's very clearly not perfect. That's why I yeah. keep coming back so to it. So th that factor of like yes. longevity is what moves something from a 9 to a 10 is right. kind of what you're saying. Yes. Gotcha. And yeah. I, I, it's kind of unfair to say that an, an album that's only been around since July has the longevity to be a 10. But 
the fact that I've listened to it so many times <laughs> since July. Actually, I first listened to this in December. The fact that I've listened to this over 25 times Jesus Christ. since December 1st. <laughs> And I keep picking up new shit, and I'm not getting tired of it, is telling to me. I mean, if it sticks, it sticks. Exactly. You know, when you know, you know. Yes. So um, I would say Sour Flower for the, um, you know, the essential track that we should listen to right now, but it's six and a half minutes long. I don't want to do that to you guys. Well, can I just say, this is yeah. since we're doing number ones now, I feel like we can expand the conversation a little bit. Like, I don't want to go too overboard with it because we're already okay. running a little long, but like, yeah. if you have more to say... Don't um, feel like you need to limit yourself. Yeah, it's um, just it. Fo- like I mentioned, it follows the roller coaster of a relationship. It starts off with the st- with the track "Bittersweet," where it's like you know I just got out of a bad relationship where you know everything sucked, and I'm figuring out my life again. And then it follows the arc of kind of a fling, but kind of not. And uh, it goes just it literally just it's a cycle. Um, where it's bittersweet is about rebirth in a sense. And then sour flower is also about rebirth, but it takes you through the entire journey before you hit back at that point. And, Oh, that was a spring. I thought that was a guitar string. Yeah, I was like, I was like where the hell is a guitar? Bring um, it back. <laughs> today was gonna be today. <laughs> Not now, damn it. But, um, in the middle, like, and I I bought this on vinyl um, because it's too good to not have on vinyl. Um, they have Sounds the good on vinyl too. out of your mind interlude as the end of side A, and you're like, okay, this is a very nice, chill way to end the side. What does side B start with? It starts with a fucking uh, John mentioned in rainbows. It starts with a Radiohead cover of Weird Fishes. She left and out the arpeggi. She did leave out the arpeggi, but I, you know, <laughs> oh well. I'll live. Um, but but oh, she, goodness. it's it's easily one of the best covers I've ever heard because, um, and I'm not the first person to say this reason, uh, Mike the Snare on YouTube also pointed that out in his top 10 uh, for 2020, but it, they purposely start off with the drums exactly as they were, exactly as Phil Selway did them. And then about two bars in, maybe less, yeah. they just flip it I, into this neo soul shit, and you're like, "Yes, I know. Oh, okay. I have to listen to that yeah. one. neo it's, soul weird yes. fishes." I noticed it's, that. I was like, "Oh, it sounded." Yeah. I, I immediately knew the pattern. I was like, "Okay, this is the weird fishes cover." But and then, then I did that switch up, and I was like, "Thank you. Yeah, I don't need to hear a you, note for no, note." No, exactly. You <laughs> oh, don't want sick. a note for note because Radiohead already killed that. Yeah, it's literally it's, the album I was it, yeah, like frothing over yes. earlier this episode. So when like when <laughs> when I first listened to this album, when I first listened to Leanne Lahavas, I was like, oh no, here we go. This is where it falls apart. And then it flipped and I was like, oh, oh no, it does not. And then um the part where, you know, it finally gets into the I get eaten by the worms and weird fishes. She throws in just a bunch of vocal harmonies and takes out everything else. And it's oh. one of the most beautiful sounding things I've ever heard. That's and that's and that's not to dis- discredit anything from the original song, because that part when they add in all the um what would you even call that instrument? The thing that's doing like the do 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 I would call it an arpeggiator. Okay, it's an arpeggiator. Great. I I don't know things. Arpeggi. Um but I mean the guitars are doing the arpeggiators. Yeah, at the at the at the beginning it's guitars, but um 
when they turn on the arpeggiator at that point in the song, it's beautiful in the original, but with the vocal <laughs> vocal harmonies and taking out everything else, it's just uh, it's kind of next level shit. You're speaking my language, dude. And then she follows it up with "Please don't make me cry," and it's like, oh my god, this is just you've made me think you were gonna you had this whole hopeful thing and it's very similar to what Radiohead did on in rainbows where they go from that into all I need. And it's like, Oh, Oh dear oh, God. No. <laughs> oh, and uh, it's just, it's devastating. It would hurt less if they stabbed you. Yeah. It's so devastating. But then you finally, you go through, please don't make me cry. You go through seven times and courage. And it's like, okay, starting to pick back up and you get to sour flower and you know, it's I'm I'm um when I'm cry when I cry, it's cause I'm free. And it's like, yes, please, happy cry. We all want that for you. Yes. And nice. it's easily the most beautiful album to come out of 2020. And that's saying a lot because there was yeah. a fuck ton of good music cool. in 2020. It's funny, there's cool. a there's a guy on the Radiohead subreddit who was asking, like, how would you guys feel about if I walked down the aisle at my wedding to weird fishes <laughs> and someone was like Jesus. um oh my God. yeah maybe just stay away from the part where he talks about um following her to the edge and fall and falling off yep. and uh hitting the bottom and uh <laughs> everybody leaving and uh, uh getting eaten by worms <laughs> other than that you should be good yeah <laughs> interest of time um on the essential track uh i'm going to suggest the second song on the album called read my mind which is i think the most sensual of the songs um you could argue green papaya might be a little bit more but uh read my mind for sure uh to me is the most sensual and if it weren't for Sour Flower's length, it would be that. But Read My Mind is a very close second favorite for me on this album. Hmm. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, I did just listen yeah. to this record for the first time the other day because I, you had told me it was going to be your number one. So yeah. I was kind of, uh, I should probably check that out just in case because he likes it that much. And I mostly respect your taste in music. So I could. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you. Look, your LCD sound system take is a real, is a real hard hit. If we overlook all your bad takes, you're full of good takes, man. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. That was a hell of a voice, though. Hell of a song. Hell of a bass line. Yep. Uh, I fucking love the melody. Just on, like, I love the melody in general, but on the second line of the chorus with the seeking you will find. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. <sighs> Lovely. You would like um, Mad Sata a lot. Uh their lead singer Joanna House Spell Mad S A T T A. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, they're like a like a Berkeley School of Music group, and like <laughs> oh, yeah. I heard them while they were all still there, and I was like, "What the fuck? How how are they this mature of musicians?" But they, they were doing that same thing that um, Leon Lahapas was doing um, in terms of the vocal stylings. Um, nice. And also never resolving the chord progression. <laughs> yeah. New, Soul, New Soul loves that. Doesn't yeah. you? Don't, you don't. New Soul it. is is great at that. You What's a key? You don't get no resolution. Yeah. Nah, who needs it? Nice. Yeah. yeah wow. So it's worth a listen for sure. I'd probably Fresh. give it like a light to decent seven, honestly. Uh, it's it's really good. So I don't. That's I do, okay, because I'd give my number one that. So I, I do not vehemently disagree with your number <laughs> okay. one at all. I cool. think it's a totally valid pick. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Trevor, you're up. Uh, yeah. My number one pick is um, 
I'm probably not doing a whole lot to help my, I feel very undeserved reputation as the uh, dad rock apologist <laughs> of the group with this pick. <laughs> It's okay. We need representation. It's y'all, okay. Y'all know what it is. Uh, y'all ready? Actung baby. <laughs> uh, my my number one uh, is Bruce Springsteen's "Letter to You." It's uh, wow. it, it was a kind of a shock to me because I while I liked his record last year, which was very different. It didn't have the E Street Band. It was um, just acoustic based with big orchestras. Um, and it was called uh, Western Stars. Yep. And it was good. Uh, w- one of the best things I think he's ever done on that is on anything is the last song on that uh, Moonlight Motel, which I big, big recommend. Um, but all of his recent E Street Band stuff going back quite a few years now is kind of underwhelming. Um, and then so singles started dropping from this first the title track and then the song Ghosts. Um, and I wasn't crazy about either of them especially ghosts um i liked them but i wasn't like super hyped about it but then the record dropped and i was hearing great things about it and it was getting really good reviews and i listened to it and i I was kind of astounded it was a big surprise to me um to see him just back in top form and doing something that i feel can compete with a lot of the best records he's ever made which there are a lot of them and we might possibly be talking about one of them soon. Who knows? Um, <laughs> uh, but for this record, it's clearly a... He's always been so mature, like behind beyond his, his years. Like the fact that he was, I think, 24 when he wrote Thunder Road and Born to Run. And some, some of the stuff on those early records is just wise beyond his years. It's absolutely insane. The stuff that he was putting on record lyrically. And now that he is, um, you know, an elder statesman, he's very, uh, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, God, I wonder what that guy is going to be dropping once he has that, uh, that wisdom, you know, that you trade for your youth sort of. And it's very apparent right away with the first track, uh, one minute you're here that he's, uh, dwelling on his mortality and the people around him that he's lost. And it's just, he's kind of like putting these, these metaphors out there, just like one minute you're here, next minute you're gone. Like, and it, it happens in, in little things, whether it's watching a train go by or if it's watching like the people that you love die, you know, like just fall, like fall out of your life in one way or another. And, you know, Clarence Clemens, the legendary E Street band saxophone player, passed away over a decade ago now. Uh, Dan Fe- Danny Federici, who's one of the original, uh, he played organ in the E Street band. He passed away over a decade ago now. Um, uh, it's just you, you start to hit that point where, you know, your friends, he was friends with David Bowie. He was, you know, acquaintances with all these people in the industry and outside of the industry who are starting to fall apart. And to hear him... Uh, so powerfully labor on on those on those losses and the way that he sees himself as kind of the last man standing sort of which there is a song called last man standing where he talks about um the front man or maybe it's the drummer for his um his first band that he was ever in died and now he's the last one left he's the he views himself as like the last man standing and through that i think what gives him hope in all of this loss and like just the bottomless um like uh, mourning that comes in life especially as you get older as and life stops uh, stops giving you things and starts taking them away from you is he finds hope in so many things around him 
but this is really a love letter to like the music that has sustained him and to the to the heroes that he reconnects with whether they're here or they're gone that he connects with through music as this some sort of healing romantic uh, medicine that people are are um so used to maybe not taking for granted but it becomes more more apparent the older you get that however those spirits come back to you um that's something that you're going to cling to just naturally like it's whatever it takes for you to remember that things are okay and i'm not afraid to die and i'm not afraid to watch other people go away those are the things that you hold closest and for him it's the music and that's what kind of reunites him with those people uh, whether it be just in his dreams or in his mind or looking back at old videos from on tour um and uh moving away from some of the heavier shit there's the fucking band the e street band just sounds so goddamn good on this like they're they're just like powerful as they've ever been on songs like like burning train they're just charging through this this heavy kind of uh um, like just old school, I would say maybe, maybe could have been on like born in the USA or something like that. It doesn't, it's not a musically innovative album by any stretch of the imagination, but it's, it's them doing what they do best to the best of their abilities. And that comes through on, on so many different songs. And there's a lot of versatility in the more piano driven songs, like, um, like house of a thousand guitars or, uh, there's like a beautiful kind of synthes um, like s- slide guitar intro on the song Rainmaker, which is my personal favorite song here. Um, that is just kind of it, it's intoxicating and refreshing when you hear like we've watched that performance of 10th Avenue Freeze Out. That's like 20 minutes long. And what I love about that is when he's introducing the band and he's he's kind of building them all up. He seems like proud. He seems like proud of both himself and of the band of what they've built, that there are people that come and see them 30 years after they were formed and are and are losing their fucking mind. He's like, this is my fucking band. This is my band. And I love every fucking member of it. And I'm going to give them the biggest introduction that I possibly can because I'm so like proud of, of myself for finding them and of them for living up to everything that I knew they could possibly be. And those sorts of connections are the kinds of things that I think he leans on as he's getting older and as he's starting to kind of uh, um, dwell on the scarier aspects of life that reunite him. There's a song called, the last song, uh, I'll See You In My Dreams, is like an, an ode to the people that whether they're here or they're gone, like it's it's a way of saying that what we've built over the years, uh, whether it be in public on stage or in private just between the two of us like it's something that doesn't go away ever you know death isn't the end for anyone really especially when you're fucking bruce springsteen and you're gonna and you're really (laughs) gonna a fair comparison but yeah you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna live forever to someone he's like i made a crater in the music scene yeah i'll live forever (laughs) i think he does have a unique perspective in that regard but it is the message is clear though yeah Siri play Chosen Family by Rina Sawayama. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of, it kind of is the same type of beat, Hmm. you know? Um, has any, have you listened to it, Andrew? I did. Yeah. You were a little lukewarm on it. A little bit. Um, you know, I, there, there were a couple moments that stood out to me as being amazing. There were a couple that were like, 
blech. Um, and most of it was just, you know, to, to use hip hop terminology, a lot of it was mid um, to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but because there were those high moments, um, that's what kept it from just being another like, meh, this is fine. And it's, you know, four or five out of five. No, four or five out of ten. Sorry. Um, but, you know, I I respect Springsteen and where he's come from and what he's done and his stature and the the high points. Like when you first showed me Rainmaker, mm-hmm. my first thought was, oh, this is a very good album. And then when I listened to the album, I was kind of let down by most of it just because of the precedent that that had set. And when by the time I got to that point, I was like, this is fine. I really didn't like House of a Thousand Guitars. Really, really? did not like it. Um, and, you know, by, like, by the time we got to Rainmaker, it was just like a chance to breathe again because not because it was so heavy material, but just because it was, you know, you call me lukewarm on it. I think it was lukewarm stuff yeah until you hit rainmaker and then it's like okay yeah no we're back we're back fine mm-hmm. um so it you know and six out of ten is not bad by any stretch of the imagination six out of ten is actually very good um but it's it's just there, there's just a little too much i don't know what to call it hmm. but i think i probably get the idea of where yeah. you're can you help the listener get an idea, though? No, because I can't. Put, <laughs> yeah, fuck you, listener. I can't put a word on so it. So you're talking about the stuff that doesn't really fall into like the stuff you're excited about category, right? And it's just listenable. Yeah, it's very listenable. Like it's it's not like I would put it. I would put it on to spite someone or put it on. <laughs> I mean, it's know. dad rock. It's right. Pl- it's, it's pleasant it's, to it's, the ears. It's mostly very good. Yeah. Um, but then there's moments. Where it's just like, eh, and I, I think there are, I could see someone's perspective that it maybe it gets a little redundant, if not necessarily musically, then like those kind of musings on, on, on getting old and the, uh, on the, uh, the, the way that, that aging changes your, your view on everything. The thesis statement. Yeah, I can get. I could see where that maybe gets to the. It might get a little frustrating hearing him talk about just like, "Damn, we're old. Remember when we weren't?" <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. It's from the guy who wrote Glory Days when he was fucking thirty. <laughs> like you would, mm. ex- you would hope he would have maybe avoided this, but I, I think it, it's every bit as fascinating as a lifelong fan who was hoping to hear this guy in all of his, you know, 70 year old wisdom could hope that it would be. And I feel, I feel that it was. And just let me be, let me clarify here. I am not like a lifelong listener of Springsteen. I, the first time I heard 10th Avenue freeze out was freshman year of college. Um, I knew born in the USA and that was about it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) like the song, not the album. Um, and America. you know most of what i've heard <laughs> is really good um western stars was just kind of eh, but that was my first full springsteen album so it wasn't with the e street band it was just yeah. springsteen himself um and i was i i don't know if it's partial letdown because of the hype surrounding him or where you know 
There are better first records. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, I, I might change that score Mm -hmm. after a bit, but that's just initial rating. It's better than meh, (laughs) but not exactly great. There are a few songs on here that he actually wrote back before his first album. So like when he was 20 or something like that. Like the song uh, Janie Needs a Shooter, which is one of my favorites on here, is this kind of... And also the song uh, If I Was the Priest, which are both kind of longer songs. And you can tell because Springsteen on his first couple albums, like one through three, was not... uh, he, He didn't know the whole less is more thing and so he just shoved tons of lyrics into every fucking song and that's I'm, what he's guilty do- of that i get that he, he, do- he, <laughs> he does that do. he does that on certain songs here and you can be like okay so that's one of the older ones that's one of the older ones because <laughs> it was around the time that his fourth record uh f- uh darkness on the edge of town um that he started to simplify and not put too much in there. And that has kind of... He's mostly carried that through up until now. But some of those older songs are like, fuck you, you wrote that when you were 20? <laughs> what the hell? God damn. Nice. Um, and then he's... But as far as I'm concerned, he's also writing uh, great shit, you know, into his 70s. It doesn't feel like he's really lost much of a step at all. I mean, the one song on here that I feel falls a little bit short is that single, um, Ghosts, which is... Maybe just a little too obvious with um, with its. Uh, um, he, he's talking a lot about like you know the ghosts of of the people that are gone, and he is making a lot of references to playing music with them, and the 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 lyrics are just a little too upfront and obvious for me. Um, but they're even still the band sounds really fucking good. His voice sounds great for as old as he is, and for how much he's like pushed it. Over the years, <laughs> yeah. Like if if you were to listen, you if you were to hear some of the the live records from back in the seventies and eighties, like he's just wailing for three and a half hours, night after night after night. I don't know how he can even still talk, let alone <laughs> sound as good as he does. Um, yeah. And when when I talking about like his confrontation with his mortality. It reminds me of David Bowie's Black Star, sort of. Mm. And I swear to fucking God, if he dies, <laughs> if Springsteen dies before I get to see him again, I'm going to be really fucking mad. Fucking kill him. I'm going to, I will, <laughs> I will exhume his corpse and put it up on stage. <laughs> Just, be like, sing, bitch. The sil- Weekend at Bernie's, an entire Springsteen show. <laughs> the silence is the concert. Oh my God. Uh, um, all right, Trevor, you've been going on for. Over like twenty minutes. Have I? Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think it's time I mean, for us to listen to a song. It's his number one for a reason. So. Yeah. All right. No, I mean yeah, it's what are we fine, but to? like it's we we got we got uh, two more people still, okay. and I gotta eat. Yeah. I honestly don't have much to say about my number one. That's <laughs> so, fine. So I'll, I'll counterbalance. Okay, you. we're gonna listen to Rainmaker. Hell yeah. It's uh. It's it's a little old manish. Any dads out there? <laughs> he he's, his voice is torn to shit. Yeah, it still sounds cool. He's, I think. he's yeah. using it like 
it's one of those good torn to shit voices yeah. though where you're like oh this fucker's been smoking cigarettes or playing three and a half hour shows all his life when he, <laughs> yeah. uh, when he gets both. to those drawn out Rainmaker. <laughs> it's pirate dad rock. Yeah, little <laughs> pirate rock. <laughs> pirate metal exists. Yeah, so. True. Rena um, Sawayama probably incorporated it probably, in her project. Probably. Rena Sawayama and Alestorm collab win. <laughs> so I, I, I love it. I think it's a great record. Uh, probably not for everyone, but uh, that is my favorite song off of it, though. Okay, cool. That's yeah. Yeah. I think it's worth a listen, though. Yes. So, John, you're John. up. Here's the thing. Uh, when we set about making our respective lists, I I went into it going, I don't, I don't, I don't want this album to be my number one. Um, and I just couldn't find a way around it because I I listened to this song till I was bleeding out of the ears every day of the entire year of 2021. Like I never stopped listening to this album. Um. And I'll just get some of the bad things out of the way because it's Coin's album Dreamland. Um, some of the bad things out of the way. They're not breaking any new ground with this album. Um, they're not doing anything no one's done before. Um, they are, it is alt pop. Everything has musically been done before. Um, frankly, they've done a lot of it before. Um, the first half of the album is um, not as strong as the second half, verging on just straight up weak. I think I give the album a seven overall. Um, the song cemetery is just the worst fucking garbage that he's written. Um, Chase Lawrence has written. Um, it's like blunt on the nose. Um, and like, there's, there's a couple things that I just strongly dislike about the album. And it's just really funny to me, um, that I love it so goddamn much with all of those, all of those things. Um, just for, for listeners context, um, the four of us went to Belmont university here in Nashville and, um, and Allison and Trevor and I took songwriting. They stuck to it. I went to audio because I'm a fucking geek. But um, uh, one of the, the the front man of the band, Chase Lawrence, and you know, songwriter studied under the same like professors that they did, and um, and so it's a really interesting like kind of personal con- connection with this guy. And that's kind of where this album hit me is is he's in a very similar place in life to where I am, and um, his perspective on like on romance, on your self-esteem and your, like your purpose and all these things. It just lines up so closely with my own personal experience and just hits me right where I'm at. Um, the song let it all out is the first, which is, it's crazy that it was this song. That was the first, um, single that I heard. Um, it's the, it's like the ballad on the album. Um, and it was released the same day that uh, Colony House, who's another band from the you know, Middle Tennessee area, um, put out a single. And the Colony House single sucked ass. Um, and I was like, ah, I'll try the coin single then um, during that day of listening. And I was just like actually like moved to tears by the end of it. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Like they're actually doing something here because um, the previous stuff is really fun. Um, like the coin self-titled album is really fun. The songs like Atlas, Holy Ghost, like it's all really fun stuff. And I enjoy it, but like th- this album, it just takes it a step further and it gives, it's very accessible. It's very re-listenable. You could play it all on the radio, but it just goes that step further in, um, bringing it down to earth. Um, that, that just kind of hit home for me. I'm going to go ahead and look at the song titles, um, opening track into my arms, get out of my head and into my arms. Like that's self-explanatory and uh 
Let me see. Uh, I want it all. Not great. Simple romance. Eh. Crash my car is Crash my car is a really good single of theirs. Uh, it actually like drops by three BPM when it goes into the chorus, and so it it kind of feels really abrupt when he's like, "You can crash my car," which is a nice kind of fun thing. Uh, and then they have these good little uh, interlude songs, Dreamland sequence, and uh, Heaven Harder to the interlude songs are kind of nice synthscapes. Uh, Cemetery is ass cheeks. Skip it dead ass skip it like if you've heard it once then just fucking skip it that's wild it has a star next to it on apple music which means it's one of the most listened to songs yeah i mean it's one of the singles and and music listeners are stupid as shit um this is true um especially coin listeners i'm sorry i I, source am a music listener yeah (laughs) no seriously i'm the one that didn't listen to in rainbows for 23 goddamn years um oh the song you valentine um oh my god it's just, it's the, it's like, these are just very well written, packaged, presented, arranged, performed, like love songs and just fun, good, hearty pop. Um, for me, Lately Three into Babe Ruth is the, the heart of the album. Um, well, Lately Three through the end. So the last four songs um, ending in, as I said, Let It All Out, which is just the most cathartic thing ever. Um uh, yeah, it's it's hard to put it into words because, like, frankly, the first half sucks. And, like, I also don't think it's breaking a ton of new ground musically. It just for some reason, like, became my year. And, That's, like, yeah. And, and my Dude, siblings my fucking, and I, all my fucking of us listened to it. record was a Springsteen record. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, like, yeah, me and my siblings all listened to the like, to this album like crazy. We were actually going to go see Coin in um, Los Angeles where my sister lived. Um and we had a flight booked out there for my brother and I to go see it. And like, you know, the pandemic shut that down. Yeah. And so it like, it's just so perfect that that's the case with this album. So I still have coin tickets that are just like IOUs right now. Um, but yeah, uh, God. Yeah. Lately in three, uh, my, my most listened song of last year, that's not on my gym playlist was Babe Ruth. Um, uh, but I think we need to listen to let it all out. Um, just because that was the first song that, that captured my heart and imagination. Um, and just for the listener's sake, if you don't, if you don't go listen to it, first of all, you're a crazy person, but, um, the kind of the message of it is when you get to that point in your life where, uh, I mean, you were talking about this with, um, shit, you're number two, uh, Fontaine's DC, you're number three, the avalanches, you're number two. Yeah, Fontaine's DC. Wait, yeah. What was, I what, was the, what was the song? Um, shit, I'm a bad listener. Um, <laughs> Hero's death. Yeah, just like the the grind of life and oh, all that. um, uh, fucking um, you said yeah, yeah, operating yeah, yeah. faster. Exactly. One? So yeah. it's like when the grind of life and just like purposelessness and and confusion and and you're you're a young person, you're packed with potential, but you're not sure where any of it's going. And you're like, you have these disappointments and some successes. This song's just like, okay, just let it all out, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. Let's do it. It it makes me happy. Yeah. Wholesome piano. Now, see, that's that's wonderful. Yeah. When that guitar comes in. I'll say, okay, see, that's something I wanted to mention. I feel like that big, cathartic, grand moment was a little dampened. Because personally, this is just going to come down to taste. I thought the acoustic guitar sound had a little bit of an artificial sheen to it that was a bit distracting. I still really, really enjoyed it. Uh, okay. 
I mean, yeah, it was an electric guitar underneath an acoustic guitar. Was it? Yeah. That might, that was probably had a big Yeah. Effect. But the, what's cool about that song is it's at the end of an album where you're just talking about like the everyday like angst and like life stuff. And this one just kind of zooms out and like mm-hmm. looks at all of it. Um, so I will say um, I don't think I give them a fair shake in terms of the musicianship. Um, there it is very simple. Um, but on the song Babe Ruth, there's some really nice bass lines, some really nice guitar licks. And also I think their melodies are extremely strong um, in a way that like rivals the, you know, the Carly Rae Jepsen's and the Charlie XCX's. Not necessarily on this song, but um, yeah. That, um, that felt like a very, um, comparing our two albums, uh, this, yeah. this and uh, A Hero's Death, it feels like a more um, accessible and not quite as, as dingy version of that. I mean, just based on this one song. Yeah. Where yeah. like if you're, you're talking about how it's kind of about that grind and how it wears you down and kind of like chips away your spirit. Right. Yeah. You have to have that resilience in order to get through it. Um, there is absolutely like a place for this kind of approach to it where it's yeah. it's not that rainy day Dublin shit. It's right. That it, it's, <laughs> it's kind of cheery and fun to listen to. And, and it's so, I mean... And that's kind of part of the reason I didn't want to put it as my number one album for the year is because it's like incredibly simple. Like the, the drum was literally a loop of like, and and they do that on Babe Ruth. They do that on just like just about every song in the album. So I, I didn't want to do something that was so like so simple, but simplicity is powerful when you pair it with like something meaningful, I think. So, Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. That was good. And it the album is very, very much worth a listen to Skip Cemetery. Nice. Yep. All right, Allison, tell us about Dua Lipa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it, is it you actually? You guys know, yeah, my number one is Future Nostalgia. Hell yeah. Hey. Um, by a landslide, yeah. I listened to this album more than anything else this year, even though my Spotify rap told me it was Muna, but that's a lie. So, uh, yeah, there's some sus stuff on the Spotify rap. I don't trust it. Yeah. I mean, uh, um, but anyway, this album would be a 10 if it weren't for the last song. Um, I mean, I don't even know what else to say. Like I, we kind of talked about it. Like, I think it's like the eighties disco funk pop. It's just, uh, it's so satisfying and fun to listen to. And it's like, you can get something different from every song, depending on like where you are mentally. And like, it's, yeah, yeah, it's great. Cause it can be like a dance party, like dance party anthems, or you can like listen to it and be like, oh my God, like I feel this way too. If if I can be blunt, this album really makes me want to (laughs) fuck. Like... It's pretty sexy. That's so actually I'm, one of the yeah, things that yeah. I wrote. I was writing down words <laughs> to describe this al- album, and three of the words that I wrote were sexy, sultry, and oh wait, no, I deleted sensual. One. Sensual, yes. Oh nice. my god, really? Yes. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Literally, I have other ones too, but like that's like. I mean, part of that's her voice too. It's got that yeah, raspy really edge to it. Like, like I'm cool. Also, it helps if uh, you know what she looks like. Right. It's just, true. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's such a sophisticated album in both its production and just like the songwriting because it's got so much to it and just so much meat on it. It's fucking relentless. The hooks and the, the, the power of the music is so 
fucking like nonstop. Yeah, like it's, it's almost avalanche esque in terms of how it never fucking takes its foot no, off. No, every it's song so until the fucking last one, which we will yeah. not mention. Um, well, I actually do want to talk about it. Yeah, I kind of want to talk about it. It is on the record. I know. It's the only thing that bumps it down. Like it's a nine for me. If that song wasn't on there, it would be an easy ten. But it's probably a nine for me too. Yeah. It's unfortunate that she had a th- she threw that in there to, to make a statement, but it, it literally I've said this before. It literally speaking of the songwriting program, it literally sounds like some girl freshman year of college brought that in in her first songwriting class as an example of her trying to be deep and socially conscious. And it just was <laughs> yeah. so yeah. poorly. Executed. That's, a good, that's a good description. It's <laughs> like it's it's a, the statement is not the issue. The issue is that it's just not very well. written. Exactly. Yeah. It, I think there are some hints of, of and it's it's pretty much all the lyrics the melody is good i like the hook like in a better song that boys will be boys will be yeah. would be good like it gets stuck in my head a lot just a, it's, it's she really forces the issue it, a lot. it really is just you know good concept terrible execution yeah. and it's kind of terrible disappointing execution. too after an album that's like as a woman listening to this album i feel so empowered mm-hmm. and then for that song to be at the end it's kind of like you didn't you she tried too you hard. You didn't have to. <laughs> you didn't have to say that. Yeah. Like it. It just was so mismatched <laughs> from the overall energy. It's like you are you are proving that women rule because you made this album. You don't have to. I, you a woman created this masterpiece. Yes. You know, there yeah. are, <laughs> that's like so. Ugh. Off the top of my head, I don't even hate the first verse. Like I think it's fine. Uh, um, but the it's second nature to go home before the sun goes down. Like I, yeah, I don't think that's that bad at all. It's, I think well, that, the, the it's second just, it's part, the second verse, is where it plunges into it's, garbage. It's just which so is yeah. like if I if I ever can't think of what to say, there will be a man mansplained or whatever. Ugh, uh, oh god, that was it's sarcasm. also it's also no fun. The the, the my, my problem with the last song is it's no fun after an album of all fun. Yeah, where it's yeah. like okay, now we have to do the song that. Is a downer. Makes, makes people at the Grammys like me. It's a little bit of a mismatch. Yeah, yeah it's, the, it's so not, doesn't I still, fit. It just I doesn't fit. I still hope it wins album of the year, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, of selfishly? All the, of all yeah. the nominees, I think it's the best one there. The thing is, it's like, Courtney Barnett did it better two years yes. before with Nameless Faceless, and it, 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 it still needs to be said because so many people ignore it, but like, Execute it better yep. if yeah. you want to actually get the point across. Don't preach and sound like a dumbass. It, right. it sounded very privileged because she just was like kind of saying things that like buzzwords. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it was like a it was like buzzwords just being thrown out, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like okay, but if you, it felt kind of tasteless. Like it was yeah. just kind of. I mean, we talked about with Run the Jewels how I don't. I don't agree with most of the political things they said. And I also don't even like political statements in songs, but if you execute it as goddamn well as they did, then I'm like, like fine. Say like, yeah, then there you go. Yeah. And that was the opposite where it's like, well, I agree with this message, but like you said it so poorly that I actually might become a misogynist. Like you do it, but you might've turned me into a literal woman I'm going to go head down to Centennial Park and uh, just kind of follow people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to follow, I'm just going to follow girls around. With a boom box playing that song just to scare them. (laughs) What are you doing? I'm just just a boy being a boy, you know? Yeah. Ow. But girls will be women. But there are better moments on the record. Oh, I would there say. are far. Oh better. my god! Yeah, we can talk about those. <laughs> like, I think. What am I the? Am I the only one who wouldn't give it a nine? 
Probably. Okay. Yeah, it's I, a light nine to me, but it is it's, a nine. It's oh, a brother. very strong eight for me. Okay. It's definitely very a ballpark, strong yeah. eight. Because Physical I could also do without yeah. good and bad. Oh, um, come on. That was fun. It's come fun. On. It does, okay, I have to I'll be say in the mood. The, I have to be in the I'll, mood. I'll say the, uh, <laughs> damn, we know how to fuck. Does yeah. kind and then, across and the And then line. immediately yeah. after she says that, you just hear the little, <laughs> it's like, stop. We know, yeah, like, we know that you were trying to be funny. Don't laugh song? at yourself. Yeah. How, how do we, we go, go from, from that song to boys will be yeah, that who who ordered the songs? I, in this I album? don't know. I know. But really, I order them to be drawn and quartered. I but, know it's really bad, 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 bad. No, I didn't do it. The springs there. That do it. Really bad, 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 bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Shit. But it's the rest of it is just oh, banger it's after banger. Like it, it's do you we, know. I I think oh um, I think Fantano mentioned. Um, <laughs> a couple artists in his review that I was like, yeah, I, I see that. But the one that really got me one, because I'm a huge fan of theirs, uh, Jamiroquai, uh, maybe Jesus I've mentioned Christ, we're them talking before. about Dua Lipa and you're getting to <laughs> well, Jamiroquai somehow. Thing. How'd you here's, get to Jamiroquai, Andrew? Because Justified. sounds very much so like a Jamiroquai song. And I think that's why it's my favorite song. And you can tell that the influence of Jamiroquai is present on this project. Sorry, which song did you say? Hallucinate. Hallucinate. I thought, you said uh, that, I thought you said that wasn't one of your favorites. It's No, that is one of my, That is my favorite. Oh. John said it wasn't one of his favorites. I like, no, that's, I like that song too. is okay. Uh, I, physical is the one that I'm not a big That's big one of my favorites. Physical, all, physical wait, really a, grew on me. Do we all have a different favorite? Let's all put Pretty our please. favorites out there. Okay. Pretty Please is my favorite by Landslide. Hallucinate. Mine is cool. Uh, I think mine is is levitating. Okay. And I'm glad that I'm on the pick this album because we're listening to Cool. Um, sorry. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I love both of those songs. It's like, as there, well. yeah, okay, there same. are, uh, besides the last one, there are no. <laughs> we're flipping each other off. Dang. Andrew and I are. <laughs> yeah, we can... <laughs> Trevor, you have too much power with that soundboard, I swear to God. Y'all fucked up when you <laughs> this idea. We shouldn't have let him do uh, this. No, no. It's, but it's it, starts, it starts so strong. The opening song, the title yep. track is. Just, da, 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 yeah. da, da. an immediate oh. yeah. earworm. Yep. Um, Fierce nostalgia. The bass line thing. on uh -huh. Don't Start Now. Yeah. Don't Start Now oh. is another one that That's actually a good one. is like you could, and I feel like, you know, if it were any other year when interviews actually happened and oh, I would have artists were doing things, she would press would have been awesome. <sighs> I also feel like she people, was on Hot Ones. She was on Hot Ones. She has a Hot Ones? She has a Hot Ones? ones? Yeah. I, keep I haven't doing seen that. her Hot Ones. Jesus Christ. I, I feel like, like people would have asked about influences on this, and I feel like she would be like SZA and say, hey, you know, there is an era of Jamiroquai that inspired this. Because Don't Start Now is another one that I could absolutely see coming out of early 2000s Jamiroquai. Yeah, would, don't my, Start Now just like... It fucking slaps. My, that, that might be my second favorite. My balls were like blown off by like wow. uh, when when I found out that those it wasn't a real bass on. I don't think any of the songs. Uh, yeah. yeah, probably not. It's uh, it's a Scarby bass run through contact on whatever software they're recording on. Okay, but, um, well. it yeah. still slaps. So that's that's on my. Yeah, I didn't uh, know balls could get hard until I heard that song. Yeah, what, <laughs> what if the balls? Got I hard didn't know too? I had balls <laughs> until that song. So. Allison's balls dropped when she yeah. heard it starting now. Yeah, <laughs> and then the um the fucking in excess sample on. Uh, dun, break dun, my heart. Dun, dun. Oh. Na, 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 na. Quality shit. 
It, the whole thing, up until the last two tracks, every single thing works in its favor. And I remember listening to it, I was like, okay, is this gonna actually be a 10? Yeah. Am I gonna have am I gonna be giving out a du- giving what, at that, a 10? At that shit. point, yeah. at that point would have been my second 10. We saw it with new rules. And I was like, is this gonna be my second 10? And then we hit good and bad, and I was like, no, I can't. It, it's <laughs> It's teetering. It's maybe in. It's it's maybe like on the verge, and then boys will be boys having it. I was like, no, it's no. <laughs> I, Honestly, I can't, I'm can't. so mad. I watched the song Exploder on uh, Love Again, which was really really interesting. Um, because it wasn't. It's not. I don't think I would say it's one of my favorite songs on the record, but it's you know, again, one it's, there's one bad good. song, so it's good still. But <laughs> yeah. the um, th- the thing that struck me. And this really uh, doesn't have a ton to do with the music, but my one issue that I've had with Dua Lipa is that she almost seems a little unapproachable, in the sense that I she seems like she gets like dressed up in red carpet attire to go to Starbucks. Uh, like she is a goddess, so she steps out of bed and is just like, like engulfed in a cloud. In, yeah. in the song Exploder, they show footage of her in the studio working on Love Again, and she's in like a fucking like shitty t-shirt and sweatpants. And oh. I'm like, okay, it's nice to know that she's, she's chill every now and then. See, that's refreshing. Yeah, it was. A, that it, makes me like it can more. I, can I see that? If you watch the song Exploder, no, it's I'm on gonna, Netflix. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's all on Netflix. Which uh, we should all go watch. You guys um, want to watch that and jack off? Who's <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> Yeah. Um, the laugh has like a second life to it. <laughs> 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 you think it's done and it's fucking not. Allison, <laughs> 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 do you have any more... Uh, observations that you want to make because we, we, we've all been like um, we've all been like jabbering no, I'm on glad about glad that it. I, i'm glad that i was able to go last because then we can actually have like a group discussion to like end it so yeah. this is good um i mean not really i i just it's been it's been it's actually been like a long time for me since i have listened to an album and liked it right like first first listen been like this is like this is this pumps me up. Like you, this you make, know, it's going to be your favorite. Yes. Yeah. And that was what happened with this one is I, I, I went for, a, I was in, I remember it. <laughs> I was in Minnesota for quarantine and it was, a, it was raining and I was like, I don't care. I'm pissed at my mom. I'm going for a walk. So I was going for a walk and I was like, okay, I don't know what I want to listen to. So I just like looked through like my playlist of like albums that I had to listen to. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, I should listen to new Dua like just randomly. Cause I hadn't yet. And everyone was like, you gotta listen to new Dua. And I was like, <laughs> um, and then I, I listened to it and it was raining and I was cold and I was pissed off at my mom. And I just heard future. And I was like, I love my mom. <laughs> and then it went immediately into dust. And then cool. I was like, yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> it was like it was yeah. It was like a cum oh god. It was like a cum explosion. It was like explosion. a cum explosion. Oh. <laughs> I was I didn't know you were actually saying cum in the way the I rain. meant it. No, no, no. It it, it yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it yeah, it was the it's the first time in a long time that I've had that experience with an album where like I immediately went back and listened to it again and again and again. And it was just like That was me I with s- 
That was me with Charlie last yeah, year. Yeah, I, I like, skipped. <laughs> I skipped the last song naturally, but like I just kept. Ugh, yeah, and like every time I'd go for a walk, I would listen to Dua. Mm-hmm. Legend has it, no one has listened to the last song more yeah. than once total. Correct. Um, I, I, I'm too. I'm too OCD about it. Like I yeah, can't. Me too. I can't. Like if there's a song really? on an album that I, if I love the album but I don't like the song. I have to like it's part of the album. Like I never skip yep. I want it. I mean, all. I wouldn't skip it if it was in the middle, but the fact that it's yeah. at the end, I can just It's a little more forgivable. Well, you're also wrong for disliking I Want It All. I assume by Arctic Monkeys from AM. I don't dislike it. Okay. It's cool. my least favorite though. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. 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 Yeah, yeah. I dislike it. So we're listening to Anyway, we're listening cool? to Cool. Yeah, well f- you. Let's shut up so we can just listen to Cool, please. True. It'll I sound just, better wait, than do anything we, do we have we to want, say. Do we wanna say uh do we wanna like close out the episode and then just blast cool and and we could include us like jamming out to cool in the episode. I'm I'm good either way. I'm just very hungry. <laughs> well, if we do cut it here, thanks for listening. Please share your top three with us. And uh, here's to a appreciate great you. We'll year. Be back soon. Yeah, go listen to Duleepa. Happy New Year. Go listen to Leanne the Havas. Listen to love. all of this. All go of this is good. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. Every single name that we have said in this three-hour episode, in- you listen to it. Hit the beat. No. Okay. <laughs> so what? I was, what? I was never mind. I don't know. I was going. I'm not taking it. We're listening to stars. <gasps> All right. So we're ending on, that on, on bad jokes. <laughs> um, yeah. Right, Andrew, say the end word real quick. Oh, Thank you. Yeah. All right. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Fuck off. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.